back, folks. Yes, I know you've missed us. Missed us. Not missed us. Missed us. Hope you had a very good Valentine's Day. Hope you and your partner had a great one. But it's time to do wind you know, down. Like, do you, like let's, let's break that. Do you actually, though? I'm sure I like people who have relationships, and I hope that they had a great great Valentine's Day. I spent my Valentine's Day uh, watching the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I spent time with Elf, and I spent time with you, you and you and Luca, why? and all How those people. Oh, the game was. The game. Like, yeah, That's yeah. right. That's how I did my Valentine's Day with the Mavericks. It was Valentine's Day on Wednesday. It was. And don't, then I, and I then remember, I we, we hung out for the rest of the night. Yeah, you were there for a while. Yeah. Mm. You're, you're my Valentine. Did that sound weird? It's too late now. Okay, it is absolutely Creighton is too my late Valentine. Now. Uh, welcome back. You are listening to Turn Off Your Mics <laughs> with Creighton and EA. That's right, the number one show on the in the world, and should be the number one show on this station. But you know, we're not program directors. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> but no, we are oh, the rebels of radio, and we feel like we are going to entertain you for the next hour and a half or so. So let's get started. Let's go in Creighton. Did you have a good Valentine's that Day? That was a nice little subconscious thing to do there. Put it in my mind that we got 90 minutes. So that way we're... I anyways. am a professional broadcaster. Excellent broadcaster. So, Did I have a good Valentine's? I mean, I guess. I can't remember what I did. You hung out with me. Well, yeah, I was here. I think I was planning on going to see Bob Marley colon one love. Mm. Um, but you oh, didn't. no. What happened was I slipped through... My, I was, I got, I got real weird and decided I wanted to go at 1 p.m., which is like not easy when you don't even get home till over 6 a.m. Like it's almost, you yeah. know. So like I was only gonna get a few and like you had like get ready. So I'd only have about three hours of sleep. I don't know why I decided that. Anyways, I slept right through it. So I just went the next day. So wait, that, time out. Well, you actually went to the movie. No, 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 oh, okay. no. I never even got out of the bed. Okay, good. Um, I was about to say that would just be a waste. Huh? I would have gotten the next day anyways if I missed that. I'm not, yeah, I know. I would have hated that. Um, so I don't think I, to, to say that, I don't think I did anything other than just come here. Um, That's Oh, you know what I did? You know what I did actually? I did go to the store and that was a, that, that was a mistake. Why is that? Because the... it was everybody that was, had either forgotten mm-hmm. or was procrastinating or decided that they were professional chefs for the one night, um, which happens, uh, was all there. And it, so I was just trying to get some face moisturizer and I, one thing, and I had to wait like half an hour, 40 I, minutes. I experienced that the night before because, of course, we wait to the last second. My little brother wanted Valentine's Day thing, so I just kind of rushed to the store. And luckily, I found something at, where it was the low, most low-effort Valentine's thing ever. You know those Haribo gummy bears? Hey, those hit. Well, those are tiny in the package, and on the package, you could put and write on the oh, pen right. you can to write. and from. Knocked out. Two and one with one stone. Okay. Two birds with one stone. We got it in, and he had a great value. The classic, day. like, elementary, middle school thing where you yeah. just grab a bunch of those, you just write them as you're out. Yeah, we, we got it done. And, this, you know, we the snack and the card were one thing, so... Look at that. So we okay. he dominated there. Exactly. The reason why I bring up Valentine's Day is because the story I'm about to tell has to do with love. Again. Yes. Again. What do you mean again? Yo, so, don't act like we have talked about your love life for 
more than enough What's time. What's wrong with listen? What? I, I'm not what? Well, are you dogging on it now? I'm not dogging on anything. First of all, Who it brings the ratings. About dogging? What? It brings the ratings. So let the people decide. Do we have people numbers love. to actually back that up? I don't know. Yeah, I I'm not sure, but I'm just saying. Are you? Do you not want me to go into this? No, I'm just telling you. I love how you wait till we get on air. <laughs> And then this is when you decided to like protest. No, no, no. I'm not protesting. What I'm saying is you're acting like we don't. You, you you're acting like this is the first time we've ever talked about your. You're like, I here's something we've, we've never talked about. It, my love life. We've done it once. No, nah, it's been like four times. No, we've done it yes, once. Yes, it has. No, because you. We all, did a love hurt segment. My love hurt segment. Yes. Yeah. And there was a time before that that teed that up. By the way, we had a time before that that made you think to do that, and then there was one after it because you wanted to follow up, and here we are. Listen, you're just jealous. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just telling you what the Someone's truth is. Someone's jealous of me and my love life of lack of their own. <laughs> okay. I was waiting for you to finish where you are going with that. Yeah, I don't have a love life. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So uh, do you are you familiar with the concept of arranged marriages? Yeah, definitely. Um, you're the only person in the world that I know that has a culture of that, though. I'm the only one. I think so. Like Saad is from the same type of I'm culture. About, as me. No, I'm talking about like people that like 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 I text and talk. You know, like like okay, I so see Saad like maybe once a month. Okay, so because you yeah. know me, but more. yes, in in theory, yes, right, okay. Saad would be another one. Yes, yeah. that's that's fair. I mean, it's not like I'm saying Saad does it. I'm saying it's no, that but he's our in that culture. culture. Yeah, exactly. Right. That would All be right. fair. If you yeah. were if you were familiar with Bollywood films, you would know that ninety percent of their storylines come with a. Arrange marriages they and, the, sure do, and the, they? they try to fight against it because of for true love. Because that's Makes what for good movies, huh? It does dramatic for sure. Heck yes. Uh, one of the greatest ones, uh, K3G, Captain Gushy Gushy Hum, essentially is that that the sole purpose of the story. Uh, and it's not a good thing a lot of times because arranged marriage is basic saying the parents tell you what to do. That doesn't really exist anymore. A lot of the times today is what I like to call semi-arranged marriage. Well, which is essentially the parents kind of just suggest, like, "Hey, we know this family. This We've talked, and they they have a good daughter or son, and why don't you get to know them?" And that's kind of it's still up to you and the person, uh, but your parents kind of had a hand in it, right? Right. And it's not like the dating matches because the dating is you're on your own, you're trying to find it, but like in an Islamic way, like a religious way. So, well. The, the the countdown for me is ticking. As you know, I turned 35 in April. That's old for a lot of people. You I, would agree it's old um, because you're a little little bitch, and you keep calling me old all the time. You're almost 40, so... You don't have to say it like that. Now I'm really depressed. <laughs> what? I'm I mean, really I... depressed. In five years, I become 40. It's cool. That... The Kardashians are 40 years old. But they're rich. I'm not. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. That's the difference, and they're better looking than I am. Okay. All right? So I'm going to peel back the curtain. I appreciate the self A few years ago, I used to be actually pretty damn good looking. I know. You're looking I'm not, at- No, a few years ago, like, like let's let's put a Okay, a around like, all right, so 2010, I was really good looking. Oh, uh, I. we've had this discussion Right, before. remember? No, the discussion is that you say a few years ago, and it's like when you were a baby. No. I, 2010 <laughs> was not baby. I was 20, 21. That was almost 15 years ago. I know. And you know what? Every year since then, I'm like, I'll get back to that. And then it just, <laughs> it's like he keeps going farther and further. I'm like, yo, don't worry. Give me a month. I'll get back to oh that. Oh, my gosh. And so, 
and now it's 15 years later. <laughs> and here we are. And now, yeah, it's depressing. Um, no, okay. but I used to be a pretty good looking guy and I had like, I was in shape. What happened was after college and back in 2015, I graduated from UNT. I, you know, when you don't get a job offer and you're just like getting rejected at oh, place yeah. after place after like. That happened to me. I'm not talking about getting rejected at the interview. I'm talking about getting rejected as in I didn't get responses back. Yeah, like, me too. You just send them in and it's a phantom zone. They'll say you never hear back. And so that does depress you a bit. And how I deal with my depression is mostly I like to eat. And that's the thing. I'm a former big guy, or I am a big guy. But back then I was a former big guy, so that keeps haunting you. And so my weight becomes yo-yo. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And so – now, the last few years, I haven't dated really. I haven't talked to much. And your family starts to get concerned because, again, you are getting up there in age. And now they're kind of stepping up. And I think it's a little weird for me because I also think that they're kind of telling me, like, hey, yeah, yeah, it's not happening for you. <laughs> okay. So we're going to have to step in and help you because oh, you can't do it on your own. <laughs> because, every, mind you, everybody of all my contemporaries are all either – engaged, married, right. or have kids, right? Right. They're all, they've already done it, and they've done it on their own. They Each one of them have either – they've all done it where they fell in love with that person or it's the person they're dating or something. You know what I mean? Like it was on their own terms. Yeah. None of them really had a outside force help them. I'm getting to a point where they're like, yeah, fuck that is on. Like, you know, EA, you're done. Right. We're, we're stepping in. Okay. It's like It's like I'll give a football thing. You know, Mike had his shot after three years. Jerry's stepping in with Mike Zimmer. Right. and Oh, <laughs> good example to that point, like in the Super Bowl or yeah. like at the end of at the end of the at the end of the game. Uh, when Mike Shanahan, this actually time Kyle. later, when Mike Shanahan. Kyle. Sorry. Yeah. Kyle. When Kyle Shanahan, they were they were on defense and he saw the play and he was like calling a timeout. He called a time. He's like he basically was saying. Uh, no, that's not what we're gonna run. Let me step in here. I'm gonna go ahead and do yeah. it myself because yeah, you it, can't handle this moment. Yeah, and yeah. it's and, and we'll talk about that in using notes because <laughs> it looks like there's a reason why he got fired. But uh, that's what the parents are doing. So I get a the other night I get a text from my stepmom. Mind you, I don't get texts from her. It's not like we're like texting buddies. I mean, I love her to death and she's a great lady. But you know, we're not close like that. Right. But she te- texts me. I'm like, uh oh, something bad happened because last time you texted me, my dad was like having a stroke. So this is not – I'm already, like, on pins and needles. She goes, hey, can I – I want to send you a picture. Tell me what you think. I'm like, what? And boom, picture, two girls. I'm like – well, she goes, what do you think? I'm like, what is this, like, you know, a meat market? Like, so I'm like, well, the – Poor choice. I'm like, well, the the top one is really pretty. Yeah, sure. She goes, they're from straight up Afghanistan, the motherland. And they're Pashtun, which is a tribal thing, and they both speak English. I'm like, is that all information you're gonna give me? She goes, that's all I really know now. Gosh. And apparently, I talked to my sister, my mom, or my stepmom, my dad, and then a bunch of my aunts and uncles are migrating. They seem back to the motherland in like a month or two, and one of the stops is to find more information about this girl for me. Oh, and I feel my like, God, it's a whole yeah, mission, huh? Yeah, like, I feel they, they've taken it upon themselves, like, all right, EA ain't cutting it on his own, so we're going to go there. Wow. And so I'm starting to, like, panic a little bit because it's kind of getting real because I don't want to tell them no because then 
then they're like, what the hell's your problem then? Like, right. you, like what, what's going on? Why aren't you getting married, right? Right. And I, I don't. I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of confused about the situation, but I do want to get married. It's not like I'm trying to stay away from it, but I kind of <laughs> want to get my career started and everything going well. I, I got to take care of this person in marriage. You know, you can't just be a bum. Yeah. Uh, but, and also, it's in Afghanistan. They're going, this girl's not, I mean, I have, I have, I, that, that, you know that place. That's a war zone. <laughs> We just gave it up. The United States gave it up to the Taliban just like two, four years ago. And now I got parents migrating back there. And they're like, yo, you need to. And like investigating and go, yo, this girl. That just shows you how much your mission, how important your mission is. Which mission is that? Getting EA a, uh, a person. A, a spouse. Yeah. The, the And to make sure in the line, the lineage Continues oh, yeah, down that's the, really what it is. Well, of course. That's all it is. I know. Going back it's to medieval times, yeah. marriage and all that, it's, it's just about lineage. It is. And you're about to ruin it for everybody. I guess so. Well, I, I really do feel bad because, like, my dad's getting older, and he's like, he probably wants grandkids. He's like, all my other brothers and sisters are all having, like, grandkids and all that. Why can't my son? I'm like, you got two other siblings. Wow. Well, that's kind of, I kind of mad. It's like, you got two other siblings there. That are of age. Right. Just force them to do it. Like, my sister's not getting older. <laughs> Let her deal with the kind of pressure. But for some reason, that's the weird thing. I was like, I feel like I'm getting the pressure on because of that. But then you and I were, I brought this up to you on Wednesday night, ironically. And I guess my narcissism is in there because a part of me kind of wants this to happen. First off, I'm scared to death of. Stepping foot in that country. Let's just be honest. Would you? Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I don't fit in there. Like, can I tell you if there was a? I don't fit in there. If there was a EDM concert going down in Kabul that was underground, like the Taliban did not know about it, right? And it was like the biggest EDM concert ever. Yeah. And you got a special invite. Would you still be hesitant about going down? Yeah, to- I would not go. Yeah, you wouldn't. You're no, like, I'm I, I not risking my life, yeah, right? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, okay, I, so that's kind of how I'm looking at it, even though my family members seem really cool about just going down there. Like, <laughs> all of a sudden, like, even it was weird, like, during the United States uh, occupation, yeah, that they were not, no one decided to go. My mom and them, like, worked for the government, so they were translating, and they still, they were kind of hesitant really? about being there, right? So all of a sudden, now, every, during Taliban rules, like, yeah. Maybe they're weak. I don't know. But my point being is I'm scared shitless about going. I've said it many times. And if this were to work out, if I were to meet this girl and let's say we do hit it off and sparks fly and I'm like, that's it. That's the future Mrs. EA. Then I would have to travel to Afghanistan and do a religious ceremony and bring her here. That's what I'm scared of. But on the other note, I also thought if that does happen, does that give me more airtime on air okay. uh, on the ticket? What if I told you it didn't? Would you just negate the whole thing? I kind of probably would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, uh, and I'm kind of weird. And that, that this goes to the bigger problem. So, so is see, my narcissism that bad? Oh, it's awful. That I am but... willing to risk my life and not probably force myself to marry a girl just because I think you want. And again, somebody, I don't know just, if this will just, happen. Just because you want somebody to talk about you? Yeah. Like I would. Like in my head, in my weird head, I thought. If this happens, I'm going to alert you know the <laughs> powers that be, and once they find out about it, there might be week long segments about EA is trip to Afghanistan. What a, and, what a bummer for you if you do all of that and they don't even talk about it. 
What if they don't even remember? They're like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, there's a world where that happens. There is a, listen, trust me. I know there's a huge, <laughs> I think there's a more probability of that <laughs> happening yeah. than the them breaking down, oh, let's stop coverage of Every Summer day. Bash and in the Mavericks run to the Western Conference Finals, but we got to break down EA's trip to Afghanistan for bringing a, a girl home. Or something like that. Right. Like, there's no way. I know that. But in my head, there's a small thing of me like, <laughs> yo, EA, listen, you're going to be a star because of this. It's going to put you on the map. And I, I you know what? I just tell you to tread carefully. Yeah. I'm, I, okay, obviously, I'm not going to. I don't know, man. When you start talking like that. Listen, I'm not going you're to. So, you're so. Uh, you you think I'll change things in my life that drastically just I think to get on air? Yeah, I think you're desperate for somebody to talk. That sounds really bad. It does. But I'm just saying, like, I think you really enjoy it when they mention you on the air. And I think that there's a. I don't. Listen, I enjoy it a little bit. You enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. Like, you make it no, sound like I no. get like a hard on or something. You enjoy it. No, I don't enjoy it to that point. I mean, listen, it's nice. To, listen, just because you don't hear yourself, <laughs> I think is that it, you've heard what? yourself, though. Don't you get a little like, oh, shit, they're mentioning me. You don't get no. anything from it. You don't get anything. I appreciate from it. that they're thinking about me, but I no. I have like a little. That. Okay, so like, no, it's not like that for me. I'll, not I'll, a hate I'll, I'll give you this. If, like, let's say I'm driving, right? Yeah. I'm listening to the station. All right, da, 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 I'm enjoying. But if I hear, you know, EA, or I'm like, my my ears do perk up. But that's it. It's not like oh, again, I guess in that sense, I guess like my ears would perk up because I'm like, um, what, what are they about to say that's bad about me that they don't actually know? So, but you really think I would be willing? There's sure. a part of me to push forward a drastic life change just for the radio. If it guaranteed that you got a week long of airtime, there is a sliver there. Yeah, there's a chance. And okay, if there is a sliver there, I need to go to therapy. <laughs> I'm just, saying, I'm just man. letting you know I need to go to therapy immediately because that's what's in my head a little bit. I'm I'm not lying. There is a part of me that you know sits there and lays in bed and starts thinking about that. And I started to realize something about myself. Overall, this is not just like a love segment. This is just a great example I wanted to bring up to why there's something wrong with me. Okay. I think overall I do have a narcissistic narcissistic problem, but I don't think it's narcissism because I looked up narcissism. I care <laughs> about people. So apparently if you care about other people, you can't be a narcissist. Okay. I actually looked up the, the psychological terms and oh, stuff. Did you know? I, I really am. I really do think I might need to go to therapy. Like, I've had it. There has there There's is something wrong with, wrong with me where I feel I'm like on like just on everything like I just think about myself too much. Yeah, I feel like you know what Truman <laughs> went through on the Truman Show. Right, I would you think love you're that. that. I would love that. Though. Okay, like okay, I want the whole world talking about me. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, like, you know, like, dictatorship. I also think at the same time you've been starved for attention, so that probably doesn't help either. What do you think, though? Where do you think that comes from? What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe I have, you know, I've been in the shadow a lot in my whole life. Mind you, I was a lonely child, you know, like, my siblings weren't around me. Right. Uh, and then going into high school, my cousin was the almost popular guy at school. And Man, it must be nice. Yeah, I mean, there was good things to it, but there was bad things, like, some... On the football team, they called me Moco. 
No, not that. Your cousin being. Oh, well, yeah, that's good for him. Yeah, I yeah. can't. I'm sure yours like, was not good at all. No, no. You know yeah. the movie, I always say, the movie John Tucker Must Die? Heck yeah. Yeah, he was John Tucker. He upset a lot of people, though. Not in the movie. They all loved him. Well, certain people. I'll give you like a hint him. about how popular my cousin is. I sat my freshman year, I was sitting next to this girl at keyboarding. Mind you, that was a class back then. And she was like, oh, your, fr- your cousin's him? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I told my cousin about it. So he made it an effort yeah. to make her like, and by the end, she was in love with him. Oh, wow, man. So and is, I that was a, like, uh, is that a peak in high school situation? No, he's still, he's still killing it. He's one of those guys, does. huh? It is. It's one of those like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, the stepbrother's brother. Just winning in life. Derek, yeah, yeah. He's like, exactly. like Derek. He's also a man of but, he, but he's not a, he's not an asshole. Yeah. Well, Punch me in the face. I guess I am star for attention, but. I'll let you know if I. I hope it to. works out for you. Well, we'll see. I don't know how that. There's will a migration. But... There's a migration apparently happening of my relatives, and apparently EA is not getting it done on his own. So I find it. Are you the last one that's like? I feel like you, I am. Like it? of my contemporaries. Yeah. Okay. Of people within my age. What about within your family? Is there anybody well, else my, that my you sisters, know? My my sister and my brother aren't, but they're younger. My sister well, was born in '96, yeah, and then my brother's like 21. So, so what do you? Oh man, what do you do? Because they're getting closer to that age. Like, what do you do? If, and like, then if they catch me, because like your sister is one year older than I am, and I've yeah. got plenty of friends that are already getting married. So yeah. like, it's not out of the question anymore. So like, wh- oh man, what if like you have the, like in the next like year and a half, you're going to your sister's wedding, and I'm the single guy. Man, you're gonna have to like they will fly you to Afghanistan that night. <laughs> like, uh, that's what, yeah, they're gonna be like we're not they're, they're gonna be like we're not kidding around anymore dude it's getting done i don't care what she looks like just, she's a female yeah, like, let's just, just get it get done somebody. i'm getting worried about you yeah uh it's it gone reminds on too me, far like it reminds me like do you remember the episode of everybody loves raymond Right, like the, when Marie finally goes to the robber, goes, "Are you sure you're not a homosexual?" Like, <laughs> exactly. and he just yells at her. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, it's getting to that point where they're just yeah, looking that at one me. Would probably make them a little. Well, if you see me gone for the next two weeks, we know what's going on, True. and I might die in the process. So we'll see what happens. But that's our intro. We're getting ready for EA. Also, just a side note: uh, congratulations, Creighton, because you and I have done this show. For now, almost a year. Next week will be our year anniversary. Uh, we won't be on. Uh, we won't have a podcast because we will be celebrating ticket stock. Well, oh, we're we working it. I, I would like to prefer to say we're celebrating it, but you want to call it work. Well, we are working it, but we're celebrating it too. As oh, we well, work. sure, okay, yeah, yes, wink, wink, as in amp up the product <laughs> no I, I i i just assume that working it is celebrating it all you right that was a, bad on my part yeah to say it, it like sounds that. like oh we're working no yeah. not, no well, obviously I'll, we're listen, working but i enjoyed the side stage last year i'm getting to do it again you are too yeah my first time working i told you it's a blast so i'm check no. it out plano event center next uh, weekend friday and saturday they got great walking tacos there i know they don't do anything that's like special what it's is not walk- even. Their- I don't know what a walking taco is. I think it's one of the coolest things ever. Um, so essentially, what it is is like, well, see, what's cool now is the way that they've like, all, like they've embraced themselves into the walking taco universe. So it used to be where like it, you would get like a boat, like a you know the boat. What I'm talking about, like uh. Why are you looking at Jay? No, I'm not. I'm looking at my hand. Okay, like, 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 it's gonna be hard. Jay oh, man. does not know. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a like a boat, like a like a like. I'm trying to describe it for you and for people listening that can't see my hand. Um, 
Okay, so like here's a good example. So like at Buffalo Wild Wings, they bring out your wings, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, here's the here's the little thing to put your wings in, like your your bones in. You yeah, want. it's a little um, plate thing, a bowl plate. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. A bow is what is a term for that. Yeah. And so I couldn't figure it. But anyway, so it's pl- it's like a, a paper, but like exactly. And you Bingo. you put like a fries in it. There sometimes. we go. Exactly. Thank you. So they used to just put the nachos in that, mm-hmm. put all the crap in there. Um, and you'd walk around. It was basically just the fixing of a taco. You'd walk it around. But now, and this is why we have geniuses in this world. Doritos was like, and Fritos. Uh, well, no, Fritos did it. They partnered with Doritos because they can get, you can get flavored ones. They're like, what if we just made an entire bag dedicated to this? To where the bag was like, could hold the contents. You could hold it with your hand and it not be hot. You know, and it was all right there. You know, you weren't, it wasn't like a... It wouldn't slosh around or, like, you wouldn't drop anything. It was just, like, this big old, like, foil bag that you could dip in and everything. And they do that now. And so all you do is in a walking taco is you get your bag of it's basically just Fritos. Or, like I said, they partner with Doritos so you can get Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese. Um, I think the ones at the Plano Event Center are, are Cool Ranch and the regular ones. And so you tear it. And what you do is they'll put the Nacho Cheese in there. Um, you can take all this stuff out if you don't want it. Nacho Cheese, they put the beef in there. And then they'll do uh, sour cream, pico, jalapenos, and then I think that's it. Mm. And so you just mix it around, and basically what it is is the fixings of a taco, but you're walking around eating it like like a bowl. That, so okay. that way you don't have I to think hold it. Right, that. Right. That, that way right. you're not hold it with your hand. But I think I, it's I say, so cool. They have the best there at Plano. We should Vincent. upload a YouTube thing of you and I trying out those things, or at least I need to oh, try it Oh, and out. I'll tell you what, speaking of ticket stock, those guys that they get, because I talked to them last year. Um, the guys that they're getting for the barbecue dudes are the, the nicest people in the world. They're so awesome, and they make great barbecue. Uh, and there's four of those, I believe. They're doing four this year. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, four tables of like barbecue or exhibits or I don't know wherever you can t- like taste test it. You get you like if you don't come for anything else. You got like this is award winning stuff. Okay. So good. And these kids are like these guys are so nice, man. I'm sold. Yeah. So go to TikTok next week, Plano Event Center. Uh it opens up I think at noon for Friday and then I think around the same time on Saturday. Right. Uh we got great guests like uh Duran Bland and Mike Madonna. And of course the ticket time wasters are gonna perform. We have a comedian and also I'm gonna tell you right now, I know we don't have it scheduled. As AMAs for you and I, we're not on the AMA right. schedule. But <laughs> we'll if you see us and we'll want to ask us a question, a we will make an impromptu AMA. <laughs> doesn't bother us. It in doesn't the matter. I mean, we'll just be walking around half the time. So right. go find if you find me and Creighton, we'll come together and do a AMA. Ask us anything. There's a good chance we might you, ask yeah. you questions. <laughs> there you go. There's a good chance if you if you if you see one of us, the other one's right next to it. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I I'm like a puppy dog. I get lost. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's go check good. out Tech Talk. But when we come back next week, we will bring back the best moments of our year, and uh, we might have some special guests on. We'll see if we can actually actually get uh, actual guests on here. But we should have a good time for our yearly episode. But right now. This weekend is it. As you are listening to us, we dropped this morning, uh, Saturday morning. So it's time for what I like to call used to be the biggest event in sports. And now I think it is the most overrated and most boring thing in sports. It is the NBA All-Star Weekend. And it's in Indianapolis this year of all places. The I guess the birthplace of basketball. Not it the birthplace of basketball. The, 
but basketball of things. But basketball in Indiana are one, one and one. Oh, they yeah. love they love oh, basketball oh, there. Yes. The Hoosiers. You know, right. Everybody loves the Hoosiers. Final Four loves going there. Right. The NCAA loves putting the Final Four in there. Well, the NBA All-Star game but you is know what about making it? its way there. Yeah, and to be fair with Indianapolis is that they always produce good events. They And, like, mm-hmm. for some reason, they always seem to have – because they don't even control this, but it just always seems that Indianapolis has the games that are so good. If you think about it in the past, not even just talking about All-Star, but talking about just the Final Four off the top of my head – you had the Butler game where Gordon Hayward mm-hmm. almost hit the half court shot to beat Duke. Butler made their run all the way there. It was a tight game. They had the uh, the Final Four with Frank the Tank Kaminsky and Kentucky, where it was the championship game. And I think Frank the Tank and who else was it? Cody Zeller? No, Cody Zeller played for Indiana. Who else was the other guy on that team? I can't. Remember. Oh man, but they were playing against Kentucky and. Kentucky had like this was the year of like uh, or was it Duke? I don't remember. It was Duke. It was Duke and Kentucky. They both were in the Final Four. Both those teams had like fifty five thousand NBA prospects. It was such like Indianapolis just does it's a an amazing city. job. By the way, not just for the Final Four. They've held Super Bowls there. They've had great. Um, the Combine had been there for years. Yes, the Combine. That's yeah, uh, exactly. And of course, now the, I think they've had the draft. I think as well. I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're a great sports city, and it's great that the NBA is up there now. But the event that's going on to me is, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You probably disagree. I think that NBA All Star Weekend is a sham of what it used to be. Uh, I used to actually be very excited about it. Uh, one of the latest, the last ones where I was like, I was in, and it's always around Valentine's Day weekend, so I'm always kind of sad because I'm alone. <laughs> okay, but uh, okay. but it, it, does it that was, cloud your judgment? I get, no, because I'm happy. It <laughs> okay. entertains me. Okay. It gets my mind off being alone. The last one I think I really loved was the 2009 one in Phoenix, where Shaq uh, and Kobe got co MVP at the All Star game, and I remember Shaq was those the first times Shaq became a. A Phoenix Sun. Remember, he got traded from the Heat to Phoenix. Sure did. And that year was weird. It was just like Shaq wasn't great anymore, but all of a sudden, when he got to that All Star game, he was just living it up, and they he dominated with Kobe that game. And then he did that weird cactus dance with the Blue Man Group. I remember his intro. Is there it, it is right there. What is it? This is this is the dunk contest from that '09 year. Yes, I o- that- I own this on DVD. Okay, that's weird. I know. But uh, no, but I remember that. that again, that, <laughs> that dunk contest, that was when uh, Dwight Howard won it, right? Yes. As Superman. Yes. And then the next year in Dallas, I loved because, first of all, it was here in Dallas. The fact that, the, that they got it, uh, the All-Star game played at AT&T yeah. Stadium, which I don't think anybody can come close to doing that anymore. No, they don't do it like that. It's, they had uh, a, it was the largest, I think, event to watch the NBA game. Because right, even this year in Lucas Oil, they're cutting half the – Exactly. But Jerry yeah. was like, no, we're fitting everybody in yeah. there. And they do. I mean, it's not like he's not wrong. Like when it's that or a Final Four or any kind of basketball where like the amount of seats like that you can pile in there is so much more than a football game. They fill them up. They do. Um, I believe. And by the way, going back, I think that one, the one you're showing me is 08. No, this is 09. No, no, that means 08. No, 08 was the year before was New Orleans. That's the Dwight Howard one. No, Where, yeah. no, 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 no. I'll show you right here. No, 
there's two Dwight Howard ones. Listen, yeah, but the the, the, the one 08, you're talking about with the, the super Superman cape he, is 09. No, that's 08 in New Orleans. All right, just keep talking. I'll show you here okay, in a second. Okay, I think on. that was Orleans because then in 2009 he also comes back with the Superman cape in 09. But that's the year Nate Robinson won with his green kryptonite New York Knicks jersey. He's got a Superman cape. Yeah, he did it two years in a row. I know, but that's not what you were saying. You were saying no, I, he didn't do it. At no, all. I meant to say he did it two years in a row, and then in 2000. Um, uh, 2009, Nate Robinson wins it. He does the green. He's wearing all green, and he jumps over Dwight Howard because he was kryptonite. Yeah, check that out. There he is. Is that Nate Robinson? Yeah, sure see? it is. Yeah. Man, gone yeah. but not forgotten. I know, but you were saying he didn't have a Superman cape at all. Okay, I look at LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Yeah, you look really young. Look at this. Boom! This kid, man. Nate, Nate Robinson, Robinson could jump out the gym. Uh, and then that was a year. That one. Yo, that's my interview. On remember the they did that? They interviewed LeBron. They go. And he goes, I'm putting my hat in for... That's when it started. And that's when then he never did it again. Yeah. Uh, he, it was kind of a thing. But I, those were those were the last few years I love All-Star Weekend. There was hype. There was part of the culture. Look at look at Dwight Howard. Yeah. Dwight was crazy in these things. Uh, and so, understandably so. And then the All-Star game kind of got weak as the years went on. The festivities started getting weaker and weaker. They started hearing from players that didn't want to do it. So you had second-rate players doing right. the dunk contest. This is the iconic moment where Nate jumps yeah, over. right here. Yeah, he jumps right, over so Dwight. Live, Nate Robinson. Look, he over jumps Dw over Boom! Dwight Howard. Like, what on earth? And I think that won it for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. So I, I, I just don't understand why I think the last great dunk, dunk contest we had was 2000, what, 12 or 13? Was it Aaron Gordon, the year Aaron Gordon did it with the you're mascot? You're correct, but it's like 16. 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're 16. correct. Those are the those those Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine yeah. matchups, rematch, the, both of them yeah. were good. Ever since then, then again, also to their credit, I'm not quite sure how you top those things. So, like, I don't blame anybody. They've been bad, right, after this year. But I also don't blame people for not going to that standard. But I'm telling you, they could be better, but, man, that was like – Right, but even peak. before that, I'm talking about that came out in 2016. Like, the years after, since the uh, 2010 All-Star game, the dunks have gotten worse. The Blake Griffin dunk where he won over Ikea, I think that's one of the worst things I've ever seen in made my life. Made his career. It, it made he his drives career. Kia? No, it was just it was such a well. See, my thing about that dunk was that he jumped over the hood. So yeah. that was That's my stupid. that was my first problem with it. But it, I mean, like he marketed the heck out of that, and like that, that fueled the rest of his. He was Blake Griffin, the guy that could jump out of the gym because he dunked over a car, mm -hmm. and that's what the Clippers were. You know, that's where you Wall get Wall City exactly because you had him and DeAndre and Chris Paul. I mean, are you gonna, are you going to sit here and tell me? I'm not saying that you are, but you gonna tell me that Blake Griffin's career was any better after after those years with the Clippers when he was known as that guy? Uh, no, like, yeah, you're right. Right. I mean, he had issues. You know, it's not like he was throwing it down in Detroit, right? And so he, it was fine. Like those those moments are cool, but like, yeah, it. You could definitely tell that back in the early like especially in the early 2000s, early 80s, and 90s, it meant a lot more. But, yeah, all the way up until probably about 2011-ish, I would say, is probably where it started getting a little. And then even then, up until the Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon uh, dunks. No, they were, they, were, they were not as good, but they weren't awful. They were, no, like, they were like, all right. I disagree. I think, to no, be honest. No, because no, what's happened now is after the Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine stuff, now they're – 
now it's now no, no, it's no. I'm saying before the Aaron Garden Levine era, which is a small little part. I'm talking about from like 2012 on all that. It was average. We were average. Dunks. Average is fine. This it's awful now. There's it two is. different things. Because, and here's another That's thing. What I'm is, saying. Like you're, you, you know who your dunk contest champion is right now, Matt McClung. Okay, let, who is oh, not in the NBA. I get that. However, let's put some respect on Matt McClung's name because when he showed up last year, nobody thought that he was going to do anything, and he revitalized that moment for. Did you watch? I did. It did wasn't sure? that impressive. I think you need to go and back. And I'm a tech, tech fan. I think you need to go back and watch. I'm a tech fan. And I, I, I listen, it wasn't, good, was, it wasn't no. good enough since the last. Was it better than the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine thing? No. We literally just better? had. To, I just told was you it, that nothing's going to okay, touch was that. Was it better than what Dwight Howard and Nate Robinson Why would anything were touch that? I think you need to go back and rewatch because people were going nuts when it Matt McClung got were. up. I think the I mean, problem he, is he was good. They were going like I everybody want, was. He was the talk of All Star Weekend because, because he was of unknown. that. Well, by no, the way, because he was doing dunks, like he was legit doing what we had seen in two thousand nine, eight, ten. I think you need to go back and watch it because it was a. I mean, like they. Was, loved I remember him. it, and I, it was fine. I don't think it was. I think you're. I don't okay, think okay, it was, then maybe it's a you thing. Maybe, yeah. and I'm again. I'm saying it's just me, and I'm. This is my opinion. I'm just not impressed with. I think, by the way, you know where Matt McClung plays for now. Yeah, he's still in Oscola the Oscola Magic. Uh, yeah. I never heard of that before. Yeah, and then he's coming back again. Why? Because he lit up the room. Lit it up. People were so excited. They they were like, finally, a kid that is gonna actually try in this thing, because every other contestant doesn't anymore. That's right. Um I, I will say this. I, the 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 form of the whatchamacallit, the uh the dunk con or the All Star Weekend Saturday, I love the dunk contest. Of course, we all love that. The three point contest was, for me, one of the best moments of the Saturday. It's, I just love it's watching. It's what the keeps this thing going. It does, and this year they're going to do really well. Damian Lillard is uh, participating. You know, defending. Uh, you got Cat. Can you do you think Carl Anthony Towns has a legitimate shot? Oh yeah, I think uh, I think at this point in the NBA's lifespan, any like size. Tallness doesn't no. matter anymore. Tyrese Halliburton is in it. Yeah. I think oh, he has man. a really he good can shot. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, there's. I, I think this Saturday is. I think the. I think Saturday with the three point contest, the skill contest. I'm not. I've, I've lost interest in. They got it worse on that. No, it's been fine. Yeah. I think once again, I think it's a youth thing because like the the addition of of getting big guys in there, especially the first year when they did it and a big guy won. Everyone was like, "All right." You know what my problem is? Here's my real problem. I want big names doing this. I want the biggest oh, names. See, that's your thing. You're not gonna. Yeah. And that's my problem, I guess, is because I'm not getting the big names anymore. Uh, we're getting we're and as the years go on, we're getting less and less valuable names, and that's probably why I didn't like that Matt McClung. Which I'll give him credit; he did his job, he and he balled he out. He balled out, and you weren't expecting that from Matt McClung. But I do want big names. I want the Yo, top names. Like, look. The dude's touching the – oh, my God. Oh, you, don't, you haven't seen that in so long. He, 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 and like, he oh, that. my God, look at everybody on there. Oh. And that was the thing. Yo. That showed you how bad it had been. They were, thir- they see, were thirsty told you, for he, something. Dude, he was electric. I get it. But, like, yeah, don't 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 fault him. <laughs> look, look at this. Look at Matt, Matt McClung doing the windmill last year. No. Like, come on, man. Wait, like, see. come on, look. Look All at right. this. Look at this. Like, this is this is good. No, God that have was, mercy. That was sick. Like, see, that's the thing. It's like he came on the scene, and I was like, whoa. So maybe it's because you don't you, you want to see the big names. It's just like not. I See, my thing is like 
this is not to like toot my own horn, but like I oh, yeah. I know most of these guys, so like I'm cool with whoever gets in. You know, as long as you part- like if you participate and you care and you show me that you care and you do good stuff, I'm in. All I'm right, in. So I don't care. This year's 2024 participants: Jalen Brown, which is a big name. So yeah, that'd good. be good. Jamie Jock Jockes Jr. Yeah, from, from the UCLA. Heat. Matt McClung defending his uh, his uh, title, and this guy I've never heard of. Jacob Toppin from the Knicks. Have you heard Obi of him? Toppin. Jacob Toppin. Yeah, I know, but Obi is his unofficial. Oh, okay. So Maybe like, that's it's why. like one of those like you know, it's like Jacob Obi. You know. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, who's your pick this year? I'm gonna go Matt McClung, man. I think. Uh, oh no! I was oh look at that EA. I was wrong. What? Jacob Toppin is. Yeah, sure enough, I was wrong. Wow, are they brothers? They could be. I'm dead serious. I I'm confused here because I've never heard of Jacob Toppin. I'm confused. I because I thought that's why I was kind of I was wondering in my head why you said the Knicks because Obi plays for Indiana now. Anyways, wow. Okay, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay, doesn't really matter. I'm gonna pick Mac again. Mac again. I think that. I think he just. I think he enjoys doing it. That's the thing. Right. And that's and- not to say the other guys don't. But I think he really likes to do it. Here's the thing: can he? And he's creative, right? That's the thing: can his, can his creativity be top from what he did last year? The other guy, I think, the only person that will give him a run, I think, will be Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's a pretty good dunker in the NBA, um, and he's a big name. So I think the NBA is kind of banking on him for, like, hey, we need that big name guy this is the biggest name we've had in a while oh yeah i'm gonna flat out say it i don't know who this topping kid is that's the thing he is so. but he is indeed that's why i've heard it. that's why i've heard it because he is the older brother of obi but i've never he's an undrafted guy from kentucky who wasn't i mean he averaged five points at kentucky and he so yeah i'll give you that one i one i don't know so i'm gonna go with jalen brown to win it i think he uh upsets matt mcclung despite the fact that matt mcclung i should support because he's my text that guy and I always love my tech guys, but I think Jalen Brown wins that. Here are your three-point contestants. Uh, Damian Lillard, of course, uh, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Laurie Markinen, Malik Beasley, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, and Carl Anthony Towns. This is what I call a legitimate – this is why I'm excited about the three-point contest. Uh, this is all top players in the NBA that we know, we love, that compete, or some of the biggest stars in the game, and they're all competing on the three-point contest. Yeah, and this is why a debate has gone on for, for that. Are you a fan of Starry? Are you are you are you all in on Sierra Mist? Like, are you are you cool that they are now Starry? I didn't the know sponsor. That. Sorry. Oh. Oh yeah, Sierra Mist is out. It's now Starry. I thought. I don't know who the sponsor anymore. The last thing I remember, and it sticks in my head, is because I had the 2009 NBA Live game, and they had this, and so all I know is that Taco Bell was the skills challenge mm-hmm. and I, I forgot i think playstation was the the three-point contest and of course sprite was the all-star game right like sprite still sponsors uh, i think the slam dunk contest yeah they do because they have their whole little fingers and everything yeah mm-hmm. but now starry is no longer sierra mist have you tried it since it's become starry yeah they have it at the start i know have you tried it yeah are you in on it it's nice oh some people are like bring back the good a, old days refreshing on a hot day so there's been the debate about if the three-point contest should be the last thing of the night for the weekend, for the Saturday night. And yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Like, I think what happens is that the dunk contest was so good for so long that it became a tradition. That's like, okay, well, we're going to see these guys do things that no other human being can do for the last part of the night. And 
the last five and a half years, give or take a couple of players like Mac and some other dudes, it's been a snooze fest, right? Like not even to the point of where some of these guys, one on one end, you usually get two spectrums. You get the guys who don't make the donks that they're trying to attempt and they never do because either they can't do it or whatever. And then they give up and they just kind of do a lazy dunk or on the other end, the guys make the donks, but they're ungodly uncreative and they're just yep. normal donks. You get one of those two spectrums now. And so I think that everyone, when they watch the three point contest and you watch these guys like get the money ball rack and they start heating up and you know, especially like, let's say you're in the last three racks, you're down by, I don't know, eight points. And you know, you know that you got to get like two money racks. I mean, not money racks, two money balls and at least like four other shots out of the course of 16 balls. That is high pressure stuff. And when somebody's just like knocking them down, you're like, can they do it? Can they go perfect? You never know. And I think that that is what everybody loves to see. I would be totally fine if they, if they took this and they moved it to the last event of the night, put the dunk contest in the middle. Totally fine with me. If I had to pick somebody, I mean, he's, he's fine on like an actual gameplay, but when Trey young has like open shots to make and three pointers, like he can knock them down in a contest like this. So I'm, I'm leaning Trey young here. I'm leaning Trey young. However, when somebody brings a big guy in like cat, sometimes weird things happen. I've noticed my guy is still Lillard. I think, Dame time. He's probably gonna. He's gonna. He's I gonna be in the final. I yeah. assume, right? Um, and then I, I like Terry's Halliburton. I know that Halliburton to me is gonna be. I, that's my dark horse pick. I think he's yeah. gonna, he's gonna be a sneaky one to put in there. I don't know about Jalen Brunson, but you know Brunson could get hot. Uh, Malik Beasley, Donovan Mitchell, they're okay. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll put any kind of competitive effort towards uh, the other guys. I think so. Yeah, I think I definitely think Damian will be. A finalist i'd be shocked because usually when he's in this thing he's pretty good at it and then outside of that i think it's yeah you could take your pick between tyrese trey or somebody like uh dark horse like carl or jalen you know so no i love it I, this con this contest is the best one and what they're also doing what i enjoy and i'm excited for the first time to see is that steph and sabrina and Yescu are going at it toe-to-toe they're doing a thing right before this where it's just them it's a three-point contest between just those two because everybody knows that steph is like the best three-point shooter in our uh in the guys league and sabrina is an unbelievable shooter yeah. in the WNBA. one of the that, best to ever do be, it already it should be fun no that would be a blast you so, know what too it's like if she man if she like i think they're gonna go toe-to-toe like she is she is a great shooter he's obviously probably the greatest we've ever seen I think that's going to be close. So I'm glad they're doing that because, again, we need – and I, I also want the NBA to start realizing they got to start thinking of new and creative uh, ideas for the NBA All-Star game. Kudos to the NFL. The NFL saw their product, and it was the worst thing on the planet ever. I've never – I watched one Pro Bowl game in my life, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm, <laughs> I'm turning it off. It was awful. And the NFL was like, okay, we get you. It's not fun to watch. So we're going to do dodgeball. <laughs> we're going to do dodgeball and seven on seven. And like, there was just, did you watch the flag football? 
I did. It was kind of fun. You watched the whole thing? Nah, just kind of like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's still it, not working. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm saying. But yeah, I give kudos them credit. To the, it's right. better than that. They're trying something. It's better than that damn NFL old school Pro Bowl yeah. where they have different helmets and it just looked weird. And <laughs> okay. I was like, all right, good. All right. Anyway, so the NFL is trying different things. The NBA needs to continue what they're doing, adding and spicing up their Saturday night. I am pissed at them though for the biggest. This is a crime that they've done. Sorry, Crane. Sit back and relax because I'm about to go on a fucking tangent right here, okay? I applaud the NBA for a lot of things. They're one of the most progressive, forward-thinking leagues in the sports. They're not like the NFL where they're tyrants and they're old school and old, old white guys. Yo, say okay? the MLB. Don't even bring the NFL into this. The MLB is that group. That's true. There the you MLB go. is even worse, yeah. okay? They just inst- they just realize that there's clocks okay <laughs> they're like oh you mean there's something called time you told have to play six hour game oh really damn i didn't know <laughs> i put that clock in there all right so those you know those things the nba has done a lot of great things and i applauded them because they saw their all-star game on sundays and said this is getting out of hand and very boring because the players aren't committing they're not they don't play any defense, and we get 180 to 190 games points for each person. I'm not talking about total combined points, okay? I'm talking about each team is scoring 180 to 190 points a game, yeah. and it's getting fucking ridiculous. <laughs> they don't care. They're just throwing up lobs, and they think people like that. It is boring. So you know what the NBA said? You know what? We're going to spice it up. First off, we're going to do a new thing where every quarter we start over. And I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, we're starting over every quarter. They still keep track of the game, but after every quarter, they're like, the winner this quarter, that team's charity wins $10,000. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay. Second quarter. Oh, you won the second quarter? You guys win $10,000. I'm like, all, all right. And then, of course, the fourth quarter, Elam ending. Fuck yes. It added intrigue. It made defense back into the game and i was like thank you lord thank you allah thank you all people it worked it worked it people worked. were back in they, it. that was you a, know how you like to say it we're back we're, baby we are so back we're they, so back they had fun with that they format. were loving it and yeah. then guess what they took it a step further no more east west fuck all that we're doing pickup style all right, old school that like one? we're in the we're in the playground <laughs> all right the, the one you was this just last year? I think it was. Or the year before where Kevin Durant was having to – no, it was – what was it? Oh, my God. It was God. last year where the person got picked last, and they didn't want the person to get picked last. And no, they were like, it, that, right, but – Okay, well, you think about it. Let me explain it. I think it was – wasn't there a year where like, Kevin – it was like Kevin Durant like had to, like they were doing it on purpose to make sure that he had to pick like Russell Westbrook. I, like, I think that was one of the conspiracies that they no, were trying to do. They it. were doing it on purpose because they were laughing about it. Right. On, okay. And he just would not like. He was yeah, like, yeah. I remember that. And that's picking, what made it funny. He was picking, it was like Russell was like, or whoever was clearly the best player left on the roster, like on that yeah. sheet, and he was clearly picking everybody but him. But and, LeBron, LeBron was like doing it on purpose to make sure he had the last. <laughs> And so that's what I loved. And, you know, it reminded me of, you know, those old TNT commercials yeah. that they had this called School of Hard Knocks. And one of right. them was there outside uh, their school. And these kids are like, I'm picking Carmelo Anthony. He's an all-star. And he goes, no, he's not. And then he goes, but you, but you did uh, get rookie of the year. And he goes like, I got second place. 
And then they looked around and was like, we're going to pick Ted. And it was just a nerdy kid instead. Mm. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what this is. And they did it, like, a week before the 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 game. And they had a whole them all lined up together. And the starters got picked. And then the, the, the bench players got picked. That was awesome, Creighton. Right. That was that was like, oh my God, we're getting old school pickup basketball. We don't even know what's gonna happen. So why they change it back? Now oh, thought that was weird. Now we're going back to the old East West format because the NBA's are idiots. They are all idiots there. Why, Creighton? Explain to me. I don't I, I when I saw this come down, I was kind of shocked that that they decided that they wanted to do this i mean they had they had they were having like such success with what they were doing it was working and i think people were happy with it and it was finally to a point where i think it became like a normalization where it was like okay we know how this game works now it wasn't like foreign and they for some reason i i get they felt like they needed to change it back i mean I, th- th- this what this this is what makes me so nervous when you start doing conferences. It works for a while, like I get it, like for a bit, it was totally fine. And you're getting players that, you know, are still on the op- like the thing with the pickup thing was that it was like okay, here's a lot of friends together, so you know maybe you don't get, but with the East and the West, you get a bunch of guys that are still competing and they're not necessarily just playing buddy buddy pickup games i mean they are conference against conference and it works for a bit but at the same time i mean you gotta be careful with like the you know look look who the west has and look who the east has and it's a lot better this year than it has been in the past but there's been years where you know it's very one-sided and i get that this is like this is the tradition like of any all-star game ever made of any sport you know it's always conference against conference but it just felt like the NBA was doing something good there for a while. And it was. And I I'm just looked it up just to make sure if we were, we were missing anything. No. And honestly, they just Adam Silver said, oh, it's just time. Right. And, that, and, and he and was then, like, I'm, we're going back. It was like five years is time for what? And here's the thing. It was successful. There was nothing about it that I don't think the majority of fans that I've talked to, and I know a lot of other people in the know with the NBA, enjoyed the new format changes that they've instituted. Going back to the old East-West thing is just boring, and it doesn't get me excited for this year's game. I'm just going to watch it just for Luka probably. They technically, but- so, and to be fair, they did not take out the charity thing. So well, no, so, but so no, 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 no. To, I get it. Yeah, but, but, but we're but, back but, to fourth. Right, but whoever, some, there's going to be a numbers guy there who will be taking note, and whoever wins the quarters uh, will still be getting the, the charity. However, I don't think that I, – I wonder if that will be on the score bug. Like, you, almost like a reverse of what we've seen. I wonder if, like, the quarter count will be there or I hope not. so, but, like, that was, you know, that was the one thing I thought was really good. The Elam Indians was the biggest thing, though, and they're taking right. that out. And that's the biggest thing. I think thing. those guys enjoyed that more than anything was because it just felt like your old – like, you know, what you used to do – Back on the playground. In the park, Right. And, and that's said, what those guys do in the summer. All those guys do in the summer is play twenty one. He, Adam Silver references that he thinks is because you know it's because we're back in Indianapolis, an old school feeling. I'm like, well, oh, if you that's want an old awful school, example. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, if you want old school, then and you're in Indianapolis, 
What do they do in Indianapolis? What do they do outside of the kids on the basketball court? They don't go play time quarters. They play pickup basketball where first one of 20 wins. That That's where we need to get yeah, to. Those guys, they know that game. They love playing that game. Like I just said, that's usually what happens in the summer all the time when these guys are doing their off-season training. I mean, it is 21 galore. And I hope what I, what I really hope, I don't want this thing to, like, be boring so like what i'm hoping is that these guys come out and just make the game exciting for what what it has to be which is an east-west matchup and but i don't I know. know they don't want to that's the thing they don't want to they don't want to be i think 90 percent of the guys who play in this don't want to play in it they want to get their rest and they got because they know they got what 30 or so idea, games left right i think the idea of being selected at this point is just as good for them as playing in it now yeah like i'm an all-star selection but like, how many of them? Right? How many of them really want to like? Oh, by it, the way, you know, another side note, and this includes all sports. I'm sick and tired of All Star, Pro Bowl, all that. And the reason why I'm them uh, bragging about it. it means nothing. No, it's a big deal. No, it doesn't. No, it's a big deal. You know, really, because in the NFL, you can be an alternative injury selection, and that still counts for some reason as a Pro Bowl. So you're the fourth yeah. or fifth guy. Same with the NBA All Star, yeah. another right. injury designated thing. I'm so sick of that. You, if you're an injury replacement, don't get you don't get the title of a Pro Bowl. So Bowler. that's your thing. You're no, no, no. See, then your thing is you don't think injury reserve people should get it. Not that it should be not. Well, because counted. it cheapens it, and it doesn't matter. Ninety percent right. of the raw. The I, roster gets uh, of your NBA roster gets in the All Star game now. Okay, it's that's ridiculous. not true. And uh, so it just cheapens it. I like like if I'm going to challenge or you know NFL wise at least I've or NBA. You know what's better than being an All Star, an All Pro, or All NBA? That's what I care more about. That shows me how good you are. If you're an All NBA team, if you they make, pretty much go one in the same. Not really. There's yes, there's no. very rare also, times I'm that sick of, I don't want fan voting anywhere near it. I don't think fans should be. No, able to... fan voting is good. Fan no. voting is good. No. Yes, it's good First for the all, game. No. Yes, it, it is. No, it's not because yes, it people, you know, from one country can dominate it all. Exactly. What's wrong with that? It brings the sport to the world, and people love being an inter inter interactive sport. Oh, like, you... you don't think that guys, like, for instance, in Luca's country, you don't think that that country loves the fact that their voice is heard they'd be like no, we can vote I, for okay, Luca. Fine. or when well, who was it th that one year it was uh that who was who ha who was leading the votes for for so long yeah no 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 no. this wasn't too long ago um oh my god i just blanked but well that's my point for the longest time yao ming was in consideration every year but he wasn't in uh even playing like that was the problem with it i don't like Things that no, I'm just talking about where we like. Let's say we let's solve a stat line for somebody to say, oh, what's his, what's he done in his career? I don't know if we want to really put all star games in there. I rather put how many all team NBA or all pro teams you've made. Well, you they know? count them both. So <laughs> I like the all pro all they NBA. Count That's them just both. me. When you get it, when you get your jacket, they're both those numbers are on there. Um, so I do. Let me ask you a question before we move on to the Mavericks who are playing in this uh, weekend. <gasps> We had two of them, but what game? What game? Or what style or new thing would you add to NBA All Star Weekend if you could? Like a game? Yeah. Would you add anything, or do you think it's fine the way it is? What would create Man, if you were in charge? So here's the thing: I'm I'm the guy. Like I told you last night, I'm the guy that used to have watch parties for this thing. Yeah, that's right. Weird. Uh, is it what? That's weird. Is it like? No, I'm kidding. That's what a man does. I 
I loved this weekend. Like from start to finish, Friday. Did anyone come to your watch parties? No. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like one person. No, we've had Were like six popular? or seven. What? Were you popular? I, define popular. Because like I was like the one thing I didn't want to do was have I didn't I didn't want to be the guy at school that everybody turned to. But I had enough friends to like I was okay. Like, you, I wasn't like a 10. lonely person. More than ten. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you're pretty popular. Yeah, okay, is that oh, is that what we're saying? I thought I thought pretty popular would be like fifty or sixty. Yeah. Like how many people came to your watch party? Oh yeah, ten, twelve. Yeah. I mean, but then again, I only would only invite people that I knew would care to watch it. So I'm not gonna invite. Good. Yeah, you invite what, like, like a, I do that with fight nights now too. It's like you're only gonna like you're coming like if you want to watch it. I couldn't come. Probably not. You're not gonna invite. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you don't watch UFC, so I'd be like, "What's going on, guys?" And that's what we're trying to avoid. So, no, I mean, I, I've always loved it the way it was and is. I mean, the I would, you know, it's not even like a Saturday night thing for me. I would love to see like some other stuff that they would do with celebrities because I love the celebrity game that just like. Happened By the way, today. apparently Michael Parsons won MVP. I'm not shocked. The kid is an athlete, and. Yeah, I wish I would love to see them do more stuff with those guys. How about also more celebrities we know? Say what? Like better celebrities. Like really? Let's get better at the celebrities. Oh, uh, they did find. The, are you kidding me? I think. I mean, every. I mean, I've never thought that there was a problem with Sometimes it. Sometimes there would be. I think that that's you? a you thing. Maybe. You don't know certain people. That that's okay. But don't talk to me like I'm a little like old guy. Like it's like you don't know anybody. You're the one that just said it, not me. Whatever. Um, There's gonna come a time I have a in game. this lifetime when you don't know anybody that's in this like all-star celebrity game because you're not keeping up. That's okay. No, I keep up. Always. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my so game. So Big X the Plug played in this thing. You know I who know, that was? I know I've heard of him. Yeah. yeah. What's he look like? Uh, I don't know what he looks like, <laughs> but I know the name. Yeah. Anyway, was it you or was it you that told me about him? Oh, I'm sure I did. I can't imagine. I don't know. You or my cousin. One of them, my cousin told me. I about would him. definitely love to see though them do something else with the celebrities. I mean, I just how think the Saturday is just like fine the way it is. How about this game of horse? Oh, that's fine. Sure, let's do they that. They tried it a little bit. It yeah, didn't yeah. go off. That's anymore. fine with me. But I, I want a celebrity against the athlete. Yeah, I'm good with that. Like, that's a good one. Like LeBron versus <laughs> Kevin Hart, or Le, uh, LeBron and you know, Common the rapper. You know, like right. Something I wouldn't like mind that. that. All right. Well, as we wrap it up, we got to talk about the two Mavericks starting in. Of course, you know Luka Doncic is starting in his All Star game. In fact, he's not missed since the uh, his first year. He wasn't in his first year. Every year since then, he has been a starter. He has enjoyed it. He's loved it. Um, it's nice to have that fan vote when the guys on your team. Right. Yeah. The Slovenia fan vote does help for Luka Doncic. Um, it's nice to see I'm him there. EA a stare. Why? Yeah. Anyway, but you know do you why. think Luca's going to do anything extravagant? Because he usually doesn't. He's very uh, mellow. Uh, I mean, probably nothing crazy, but I do think he'll have a moment or two. You're like, yeah, that's pretty good. Like, that's some good stuff there. But I don't think he's going to go nuts. So far, it, this is kind of part of the second part we're going to talk about with our favorite mm-hmm. Maver- or all-star moments. But I've kind of like noticed that Mavericks, even when Dirk was playing, they don't have those big moments. No, they don't. It's just kind of they're there. Yeah. And stuff like, oh, Dirk. we're, we're Mavericks. Dirk almost Dirk. There was times where Dirk rarely played. So uh, I remember watching Dirk at one, even in his prime of his career. There was times where Dirk just, really didn't get the ball. Yeah, like, oh, he was, is just, he in the he game? was clearly just there. Yeah, I remember his highlight video number would be like three minutes, <laughs> and most of that would just be him just sitting on the bench. Um, the other Maverick that's playing is Derek Lively in the Rising Stars, which is tonight. I don't know how he did 
Uh, but that's pretty good. I'm glad that he got an opportunity to play in that and, you know, get some experience with some other, you know, young players because, you know, he does deserve that. And I know he's been injured on and off all this year. Uh, but good for uh, Derek Lively and, to uh, yeah. get his, his kudos. As of earlier this week, he would tell you that he didn't know if he was going to get the play or not. So, And he d- he did play because told us on Wednesday night he was going to play, but he, I'm sure he played with his mask. He said that he yeah, might have definitely. to keep that on for another three weeks. By the way, good news. Derek Lively uh, and Dante uh, – Derek Lively looks like a good to go when he comes back. And Dante Exum uh, coming back from injury very soon too. So now as we move on, let me ask you this. All-star memories quickly. What's your favorite all-star memory? Golly. Um, does it have to be? Okay. It's well, free for all, whatever you think. Does it have to be one where we are alive for it? Yeah. I mean, it's your memory, so. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, honestly, like, because I do remember watching the Dwight Howard ones and whatnot, but just I'll never forget the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon thing, because I think we were just like not really expecting anything to be not even just like, like really good, but like possibly one of the best we've ever seen before. I'll never forget that moment. Be like, I was like, this is ridiculous. How are these guys doing it? I cannot believe that they're turning up for this place like this. And like every, and what was so cool about that was Zach would do something and you'd be like, there's no way that Aaron is going to do anything that's going to beat that. And then Aaron comes out and does something. And you're like, he does, like he beats that off of Zach. And then Zach comes back out because you're like, okay, that is definitely the top. And then Zach comes out and does something even crazier. And then eventually, oh, and I'll also, I'll never forget when he did the behind the back dunk thing, like still is what gives me goosebumps. But those, those, and then they came back the next year, and it was just, I mean, it was as advertised. came back, and it was a great sequel. I'll never forget those two, especially that first one, because, man, they were just teeing off back and back and back. And I think even at the end, they were both acknowledged. They were just like, yo, we just did something that was crazy. It was, and, finally, yeah. it was finally good to see, like, two people finally going back and forth in a duel. Like, Matt, whatever you can do, I can do better. Right. And I love that. Um, for me, two, there was two All-Star games. 09, the Phoenix one. I remember watching that intensely, uh, and I just had so much fun with it. That was, it was just great seeing Kobe and Shaq dominate yeah. together. Um, the, of course, the dunk contest there with Dwight Howard and Nate Robinson, that was awesome. And then I loved the 2010 Dallas one because it was here. It was at AT&T Stadium. Usher was the one singing the intros, and it was awesome just to see he finally got his, like, fl- it was the first time I was seeing Dirk get his flowers on the main NBA stage because if you don't remember, Kobe got hurt uh, that year and he couldn't play. Yeah. So uh, in the All Star game, so Dirk got was his Dirk was a Western uh, reserve, but they moved him up to starter. And at the very end, he got to be the the final one. He did. That, yeah, I do so, remember that. And then at the end, because Yaz playing as Usher singing, he goes, "I know a ten time All Star from your Dallas Mavericks." <laughs> I was like, oh, no, what? And so that was awesome. And then I will agree that back in 2019, when it was Dirk's final All-Star game, where I think he was just an ordinary one, him and Dwayne Wade were ordinary uh, All-Stars. The the yeah. commissioner picked them. And Dirk played a little bit in the game, and I think he had a dunk 
and he had a dunk over somebody, and they all went crazy, and he did the little hands to the air like this. Oh, that's yeah. right. And I loved it. I was like, there you go, Dirk, going out in style. I love it. So those were my favorite All-Star moments. I think the other one that I rem- that I really enjoyed was it was it was just more so because of the moment but like kobe bryant's last all-star uh appearance mm-hmm. when like it was just so clear that like because everybody was coming up to him all the players and they were just like having so much fun with them and joking around with them and it was just clear like how much these guys not only like respected him but just loved him as a guy he was so nice and i just was like just like seeing him like do it for the last time I was just like, wow. I was like, this you is, can tell. This is, this I mean, is something. Then, unfortunately, because it was, we we only got to see it in death. But when he did die, we saw how much Kobe was loved in this league. We had, I've never seen a league shut down over a death. <laughs> he's outside of Michael Jordan. He's my second favorite basketball player of all time. I got a top five that's never changed in all sports. Jordan. It's it's Jordan, Kobe, Tiger, Rafa. And then, oh no, I forgot my fifth one. Oh, someone's gonna get upset. <laughs> someone's not. Someone got forgotten. Uh, so yeah. So the king is not making your Lebron. Yeah. No, 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 no. My favorite athletes, absolutely not. Excuse me. Absolutely not. Well, Excuse me. He's the second best basketball player of all time. Change that. What? He's not the second best basketball player. He is the greatest basketball. Player I is of all the second time. in my eyes. Okay, Bob. Second of all time is totally fine. That is an unbelievable accomplishment out of the tens of thousands of guys that have ran through okay, this league. Cool. Being the second of all time is totally fine. It's just you and this old school 90s bunch want to give Jordan all these flowers. because He's great. He was great, but LeBron's just as great. I'm not saying that LeBron's not and how did he not LeBron make your, is legitimately. How did he not make your top five? I want to know why no, he didn't make no, your top five. No, my top five athletes for me. Yeah, why didn't he make your for you? Because I'm not a fan of LeBron. You should be. I'm not you a fan of LeBron. Be. I'm not. I'm mad at you now. Are you a fan of the guys that I labeled? Yeah. You're I'm a fan like, of Rafael Nadal? Yeah, he's a good guy. Okay. Good guy, good guy. Well, that's another, I've always said LeBron's like one of the best off-the-court guys ever. Like I totally respect him off-the-court. Just oh, when he's when just, he suits up, I'm just not a fan. Wow, all right. But I I'm not stupid. He's great. Like right, I get well, it. And he's I, the second I, best of all time. I, your basketball. But when it comes to like my like, respect for your basketball opinions, have just gone down. Well, bit. because I ranked LeBron James yeah. the second of all time of all yeah, but time. You didn't, you didn't put him in your top five. You put of my favorite athletes. Yeah. And what you, are we doing here? And you like put Kobe in there. Kobe is one of my fa- yo. Kobe is like one of like I love that. I mean. I have a lot of I have co- I have a lot of co- like come on now, like right. the way. Mm, have you ever seen Kobe Bryant's muse on Showtime? His what? It's called Kobe Bryant's muse. It's a, no. it's a documentary. Everybody needs to go watch this thing. I've seen this thing probably like a hundred times. It's one of the. It's I think it's my favorite documentary of all time. It is so good. I like the Spike Lee one that he did. That one's good too. I have I have Jordan. Pictures hanging on my wall. Mm-hmm. I do have a Dirk fathead. So there you go. So wait, so Dirk is not even in your top five? My favorite athletes of all time? Yeah. No, he's top ten, but he's not in my top five. Wow, not even a Dirk. And then like obviously you call yourself a Mass fan? He's in my top ten. Am I not allowed to like If you're a Mass fan, he should be in your top five. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you the gatekeeper? I am. Didn't know that. Did you know who's in my top five? Name one Dirk, pl- Jason, Kid, 
Who else? No, um, no, no. Jason Kidd's not uh, my top who, five. I'm thinking of other Mavericks that you got. No, no, guys. but think, oh, hold on. Think rationally. Of all athletes. Tony Romo. Who, uh, so Tony Romo, who else? Dirk. Yeah, Tony Romo, Dirk. It's all Dallas guys. I'm not stupid. No. There's no way sure. it's not. You don't you don't number three is. Is it a football player? Yeah. Okay. Greatest quarterback of all time. Troy Aikman. No. <laughs> I know, but that was a, that would have been a good one. You're you're a Peyton Manning guy. Yep. Which that's is it. which means you can't be a Tom Brady guy. Oh, hell no. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I I'm respect, a Tom Brady guy. I respect Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're literally recircling what I just I said about him. LeBron. I respect. There him. There you go. You always come back around. You never, you never fail me. <laughs> never all right. Fail me. Well, that's All Star Weekend. Good luck to you, Luka Doncic and uh, Derek Lively. Hopefully, they have a good weekend. The biggest thing, though, rest up because we got a fun. 30 games when you get back. It's going to be fun, fun, fun. All right. And we're going to talk about a lot of those on Mazbeat, so don't forget to catch Mazbeat this Saturday and Sunday. When you're listening to this, Saturday, <laughs> uh, 6 to 7, and, of course, Sunday from 12 to 1, all right here on The Ticket, 96 7, 13 10. That sounded so sponsored. Kind of is. That's funny. But we don't get paid for it. But oh, that is our All right. Yeah. But anyway, now moving on to our favorite segment. You ready? You ready? Because it's talking popping. Pop, pop, pop. Talking popping. Pop, pop. But unfortunately, it's not going to be a good talking popping because. No, no it's going to be great. I mean, it's going to be it's good. Gonna be but we're going to talk about something terrible. So terrible. Um, as you know, Sony has been trying to make some money off Spider-Man. <laughs> so they created a great and critically uh, acclaimed universe known as the Sony Spider-Verse with such hits as Venom. <laughs> such hits as. Venom, Let There <laughs> Be Carnage, awesome. and Morbius. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 2, of course. That's like, not in. Oh, that's not in the Sony. Oh, you're right. This, this you're this, right. It's now no so- longer. Yeah. You're right. We were, we're doing the, the Sony so- Spider-Verse. You're right. You're no longer. By the way, the Sony Spider-Verse with no Spider-Man. Does no longer have a Spider-Man in it. That's absolutely correct. He's there, but he's not there. <laughs> but he's there. He you is. Love, uh, you love the trailer of Morbius where he walks past yeah, that how about Spider-Man that? And then they thing. take it out? Yeah. Like, they took it that out of the movie? That was purposely yeah. done to just get you all teased up. Because at that time, I was talks kind of, of excited. And it was like, is it Toby's? Is it Andrew's? Because right? at this point, No Way Home had not come out yet. And they're like, whose is it? And then it ended up just not even being in no. there. And then like, I love, <laughs> no, and that's what I love about the Morbius film is because, so Let There Be Carnage did kind of connect into the MCU, right. even though it was a stupid little joke. Like, yeah. I, I'm still pissed at No Way Home for that. That stupid joke they did, like, oh, I'm drunk, let's go. Right. And then they leave, On and vacation. then the only thing is that that little bit he of venom left. some of this, yeah. But which is more a slap in the face is Morbius post credit scene where somehow the spell sends the vulture, Michael Keaton's vulture, into the Sony Spider-Verse. And he talks to Morbius like, hey, let's go get this guy. Even though he has no problem with Spider-Man at that point. Right. Did clearly, he? clearly are not leads that they're ever going to follow up right. on. Oh, that's they're just, they're I don't just know. doing it to but do it. Even that, don't you remember, wasn't more uh, wasn't the Vulture character at that point cool with Spider-Man? Right. Like, he yeah. goes, you saved my daughter, you saved me, we're cool, I'm not going to tell your secret. And then, remember his post credit scene in that movie, yeah. in Homecoming? Never followed up on the Scorpion lead. 
oh no he goes we're yeah. about to start something yes yeah. never followed up on that and then we get to morbius and he goes i i know a guy or right. i know some people and then morbius like the closest we ever got to a Sinister Six was at the very end of two. Yes. When they were showing all the gadgets and gizmos now, underneath Raven, whatever, Claw Man or whatever it's called. I feel like we will get something in I the, would assume in the across next, the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I would assume so. Because the Spider-Verse has been hinting at a Sinister Six. Yeah. But their it own version. Like, yeah. We already had some of the Sinister Six t- team up. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, the next one. Where I, the Sony was like, we got to make this film. They looked in the comics and said, oh, we haven't done a movie about this person? <laughs> oh, my God, let's get it done. They said Madam Web, a character that's Come so well-known, so endeared that the people were clamoring at Marvel Head Studios like, we want Madam Web. We want Madam Web. <laughs> They said, we got to give it to the people. And instead of saying, you know, Madam Webb, who in the comics is a, a elderly woman in a time machine and blind, we're going to use Dakota Johnson. <laughs> get there, yeah. And there we go. We got Sony's Madam Webb to, I'm get, let me guess, amazing reviews. Better than Oppenheimer? Absolutely. Best picture runner this up? This is capital C cinema. Really? That's what this wow. is. Wow. Capital C cinema. Is Dakota Johnson, uh, uh, is she in the running for best actress? I would say is that Lily she is. Is Lily Gladstone like, uh, scared watch out now? Lily, or, oh, right? my God. Watch out, Lily. Watch out whoever else wants to be thrown in there. Like, If you can't haven't told by now, we're being highly sarcastic. Creighton decided, well, we both, you and I both saw the trailers for this. Yeah. I immediately noticed that it was trash. Oh, I did too. Because remember, I, I texted you the night I came out, I said, or the day I was like, have you watched? I was like, have you watched this yet? And you were like, I'm about to. I was like, you got to watch this and let me know if you think yeah. this is fan made. Because it looks so fan made. And I saw it and I was like, oh, this is fan made. Oh, yeah, you were this like- is screen culture <laughs> trying to trick us again. Yeah. And then you're like, no, 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 look That's underneath. Surreal. Oh, Marvel Studios. <laughs> That's okay. So, real. so Marvel's done for. Uh, I was like, what the? F-? First of all, I was like, what is this supposed to be? Is this a Spider-Man movie or is it a killing movie? Is it a stalking movie? What? I didn't understand it. So I was already out. The only thing that wanted me to get in is, is Sydney Sweeney, yeah. but she's not hot. I mean, she's hot, but she's not hot enough for me to spend money on garbage. But luckily, Creighton, and luckily for our audience, you're willing to spend money on garbage. As I always do. And you went I watched today. the movie so you don't have to. So did you go far for this movie? You said you so were so far. I was. So I I'll, I guess I technically went far, but I didn't go from point A to point B. What happened was I took my brother to the airport, and from there, from Lovefield, Addison is only like, uh, well, with traffic, it was like 25 minutes. I think it's like it was like 15. It's 15 without the traffic. So it wasn't far away, and it was... I wanted to, like, I didn't know. The thing was, is I was probably going to go see this in IMAX earlier today at, like, 1230, but I didn't know when my brother needed to go to the airport, so therefore I did not go. And it turned out he needed to be there at 4. I was like, crap. I was like, that's really going to, like, because, like, I knew we were going to come up here around 7. It's just like, okay, I got, like, a two-hour window I need to work with. I got to find a time somewhere that I can watch this movie. And I didn't want to watch it just in yeah, the regular screening. And so um, I looked at, like, Grapevine and all these other places, uh, they all had ones that were like starting at like six. I was like, that ain't gonna work. But Addison had a Dolby Cinema, which is actually what I like more than I like IMAX, at a Dolby Cinema screening for four thirty. And I was like, it's two hours 
from start to finish with the credits and everything. I was like, I'll be out of there, be able to make it here. We did. So I went. I did it. I went ahead and went. I actually saw three movies this week in theaters. I saw this. I saw Bob Marley, One Love Yesterday. And I saw the reissue of Dune from 2021. You got a good nap in. What? You got a good nap in? No. That movie is... It's the first time I've ever gone to see it in theaters because it came out, you know, on HBO during the pandemic. Uh, so you must hate me that I got to see it in theaters. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, and, I, and I'm, I'm back, sure and, I'm, and I'm dogging that. on it all the time. It's just you, you need were, to watch you, again. Oh my god, I probably do. But by um, the way, anyway. by the way, the part two reviews came out again more so over the last twenty four hours. Better than uh, um, Oppie. Apparently, yeah. It's not. I mean, I would. I mean, Oppenheimer is a different thing, but it is. Uh, one of the greatest uh, science fiction movies ever created. Better than Star Wars. They are saying that it is better than most. That's yeah. saying something. They are saying that 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 is something I've seen consistently on reviews. Better Anyways. than Rebel Moon. <laughs> yes, better than Rebel wow. Moon. Way better than Rebel Moon. So I, like I go and watch Madden Web, and I tell you, man, there is maybe other than like La La Land, A Star Is Born. What are some other ones that like? super excited to see like have always zone of interest was like th- this one from this past year that i was dying to see that i've talked about like but out of all those this might have been the movie that i have been most excited to see over the course of my 20 26 years of living i mean see the minute the reviews came out and the what what was being said and then a few days following that when the user reviews and the critics reviews came out and everybody was like in this unison of like this movie is abysmal. I was like, I've got to get in on this because the fact that this is coming from a major studio is just baffling to me. First off, and I so, find that you love chaos so much that you're willing to put yourselves in the depths of darkness and chaos to experience. Definitely, that. because I knew that this movie, like from the like you said, from the trailer, it was obvious like it was not going to be good. But I don't know. Even to this point, do we know on what scale it was going to be bad? Like uh, it could have been like bad, but you know, like, eh, it's pa- like, it's not passable. But it's like, eh, like nineties, okay, whatever. Like nineties sure. movies bad because yeah. you know there are a lot of movies in the nineties that we let go, like we love that right. we let go, but we know it's bad. Like right. they're bad movies, but because of the time period, we're like, yeah, it's all right, yeah, right? It's all right, it's, it's fine. This it, is it was, not you it. didn't, yeah, no, this, this is an entirely different thing, and I'm gonna say this. I'll just go. I'll just rip the band down. Oh, hold on. Let's, okay. let's first before let's oh, get the audience introduced. Fair, fair point. Uh, Madam Web is a character in the Marvel comics. Was a elderly woman that can see the future, and she, in the comics she helps Spider Man exactly. out. So he she is a spider ally. Yeah, he is like he goes to her for like guidance basically. Right. She's like his uh, Zordon. Exactly. But Ex- bingo. This yeah. movie changes things. Dakota Johnson is the lead mode uh, known as Madam Web. And she's not blind nor elderly, and she's a paramedic that gets powers. Yes, I'll explain that okay. in a second. So she and she gets powers, yes. and Sydney Sweeney's in it. Yes, and that's all I know. Sydney Sweeney. Uh, the other two that are uh, part of it are Isabel Merced and Celeste O'Connor. Those are the other two girls that you see in the uh, I see. Yeah. in the Spider-Man outfits in the trailer. And then also, if you really want to know, like Emma Roberts is in this movie. Mike Epps is in this movie. So, and then also, um, Adam Scott. Yes. We were just mentioning him, were we not? Yeah, Ben Parker. As I say, we were, yeah, we were just, yeah, he's Ben Parker. And those are the ones that are in the movie. They kind of take up the most screen time. 
Yeah. So there you go. So that's that's what's that's what Madam Web is. I guess this is kind of seen as like how did she get her start to becoming Spider Man's dude or person, you know? I Which guess. quite honestly, after seeing this in the reviews, not sure that's ever gonna get followed up on. So I think that's a done deal. By the way, zero post credits. Yes, I can confirm there was no that was not a lie. There was zero post credits. It was funny because the guy next to me hightailed it to the bathroom to come back because he clearly had not read that there wasn't. And I was just like, man, this this dude just trucked it for no reason. I was like, he went all the way to the bathroom. I mean, full sprint to come back just to watch more credits. I was like, that's time out before you go on. Yeah. All right. Why are people so worried about post credit scenes in this day and age? Because let's say you do miss them, you can go online and watch. They're not that, that big. And that's true now, too. It didn't yeah. used to. Yeah, that's fair. Because like, I get, yeah. like, in the early days of Marvel when we were like, oh, now just go home and I watch it. I think people are starting to realize that more now. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Like, it has definitely been a thing for three or four years now that you can just go on and look. And it's just now getting to the point where people are like, Okay, I can just go on YouTube now. Usually, most people at that were having a hard time adapting. But no, you're true. I'm sure you were literally probably the first person to ever do it. Quite honestly, knowing how you're in your YouTube relationship work. So listen, we're in a committed relationship. You definitely are. That's you know what? That's the person you should marry. I should. Me and you should tell your you should tell your parents. Hey, I'm in a committed. Not going to Afghanistan. I'm going to met this girl named YouTube. Yeah, me and her. We got it. We got a good thing. She doesn't mind me when I go to the bathroom. No, she goes with me. Yeah, goes with me. So yeah, this I guess this movie is kind of seen as a somewhat of a backstory prequel origin thing to Spider-Man for whatever, you know? And for if any, anybody that doesn't know like what the reviews were going into this movie, um were, the thing was was that Sony's worst release in this universe was Morbius. And just basing it off of the Rotten Tomato score, Morbius was at a 16%. That movie tanked hard. And remember, you I know you remember this for everybody listening. Remember, that thing got memed to high heaven, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It took a beating, okay? Had a hard go, and Sony, it took, it took Sony, I mean, they played into it, give them credit, but it took them a, like a, probably about a year to live that, like get that going back down to laying down, down low. So um, they released Madam Web. Madam Web comes out with a, 17% Rotten Tomato score, which is now apparently dipped to 14%, oh my which God. makes it the all-time worst Sony release uh, for this universe ever. Okay, Remember how bad Morbius was? This is 2% lower now, okay? On IMDb, it's got a 3.8 out of 10 user rating and a Metacritic score, which people love that. Okay, that's very deemed. I it's I, I would say it's even more so I like I like using this one more than I do like using the, the tomato meter or whatever. It's got a meta score of twenty-seven. That is in the red, EA. Okay. You get fifty, you get a yellow for being in the fifty. All right. You get green for getting to a sixty. Okay, sixty up is green. That's a red. Twenty-seven. That's one of the worst rated movies ever. And you got anything else before I go? I just wanted to say yeah. there are there people that really it just tells me the art. A small percentage of people that actually do like this movie. There's got to be somebody out there that's just so dedicated to the character that they're like, whatever. Oh, they did it so right. Yeah, they, 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 there's got to be something. Like, let's see. Let me go to these user reviews real quick. Let's click and see if I can find one that's like not a. Here's a one, two, three, one, three, three, four, one. See, like, these are all ones, man. Three, two. 
Five. There you go. Finally got to see somebody get a five. And it's a review about Sydney Sweeney. So, Again. <laughs> so there you go. So, there you go. So, yeah. Um, okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to say this. Unless you got one more thing to say, I'm going to no, rip the band-aid off. Okay, I'm going to rip the band-aid off here. Do it. I have seen almost 2,000 movies in my lifetime. It's a lot of movies. I am pretty confident in saying. Pretty confident in saying. And I've those, some of those movies are pretty bad. I'm fairly certain this is officially the worst movie I have ever seen. Of all time. Of all time. And I'm talking Tommy Wiseau, The Room, those God, kinds of that's movies. That's pretty bad. I'm talking worse than that. I was literally listening to a podcast while I was driving back up here from Madison that compared that was discussing the same thing actually. So people are comparing this to the room situation. Okay. This is definitely this is worse than Cocaine Bear. I didn't think and Cocaine Bear I didn't like, but I didn't think it was like an awful movie. This is probably the worst movie I've ever seen. In well, my Cocaine Bear existence. may be bad, but it, right. it's funny. And I it's get, like, you're right. Oh, it's a bear who ate cocaine. Exactly. If I could have given this zero stars, I would have. I gave it half a star because Letterbox makes you. This is definitely this is an abomination so, of a film. So tell me, what is wrong with it? So here's some notes that I took that. Um, I was just watching it, and I was just like, oh, my God. Within five minutes of the movie starting, you realize that this script is absolutely bonkers, like, bad, okay? It was so funny because they start off in the Amazon. So, for instance. The Amazon? They start in the Amazon, okay? It's a flashback to Dakota Johnson's mom in the movie, Madam Webb's mom in the movie. Her name is Cassidy Webb, by the way, in this movie. And it's a flashback to her mom. And she's like collecting these spiders in the Amazon that their their venom is apparently supposed to have like some kind of certain peptide in it that could like cure like hundreds of diseases, right? So spoilers, by the way, will probably happen here. So if you're, uh, I think it's the one spoiler warning. I, I but I will say it this time, there's literally like whatever I spoil, I kid you not, it's not gonna make a difference when you watch this movie. Yeah, you're gonna have if you if you enjoy the chaos like I do. The whole thing gets spoiled. You're going to enjoy it anyways because it's it goes way beyond just the plot. So she's collecting spiders, and she's actually and she's she's with uh, Ezekiel Sims. Tahar Rahim is the actor. Have you seen anything he's been into? No, I never Go, watch the watch the uh, the Looming Tower on you on Hulu. It's pretty good. He's in that. It's kind of where he gets to, like cook. And like really like go out, you know, scream and yell and be upset and things like that. But anyways, Ezekiel Sims is the bad guy character. She is with Ezekiel in this flashback. She finds the spider. Ezekiel ends up being bad. Kills, like, her whole team. He's like, I need that spider. Like, give me that spider. You know, because it's like, I want to use it for money, you know, to sell. She's like, no. So he's fighting with her because the spider's in a jar. He's fighting with her. Accidentally shoots her. She's pregnant, by the way. One of the lines in this moment before he she gets shot and she finds a spider she starts having labor pains, and she goes, "He goes, are you okay?" And he goes, "She goes this." Her mom goes, "He goes, oh, she goes, this baby wants me to come now, or this baby wants." <laughs> Sorry, that's what Basically the hell did like you that. just say? What kind of movie are you watching? <laughs> she goes, "This baby wants to come now, but I'm not gonna let it because I've got work to do." That is legit. Like what's going on like lines-wise in this movie. She's like, "My work is too I don't know what's worse, the one you said or that one." Exactly. 
So that's a line. That was when I realized, oh, we're we're this is gonna be good stuff. Like five minutes in, you start getting lines like that, and you're just like, this is a nightmare. So he shoots everybody. Give me the spider. Wrestles with her for the spider jar. Accidentally pulls the trigger. Shoots her. Uh, I think it was in the chest, but it also looked like it was in the stomach. But I don't think that's true because Dakota Johnson would probably have been dead, right? Like as a baby in the womb, um, right? It should. But okay, so I'm going to go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt, which I should not do. But I'm going to assume that it was in the like in the I'm shoulder saying, or an artery or something like that. Could any, not tell. Anything towards the, the stomach yeah. would have been. So what bad. happens is there is this legend of these spider people that she does not believe in, but Ezekiel Sims does believe in that are in the Amazon that they can climb on the trees. Swing through the jump through the air. They can't even swing. Jump oh through the God. air. I see where this you know. So she's laid on the ground. He has left with the jar. Who comes to save the day? Right. Spider Man. The Spider People of the Amazon, oh which they God. have a name. I cannot remember the name. It starts with the, 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 the This music started like Spider Man. Spider Man. No, nah, that would have been funny though. They pick her up, take her back to their layer cave that they hide in, put the, her in some water. Please tell me, did they swing like Spider Man? No, they can't swing. So this is what's funny. It's almost like an evolution thing. Like they are not they are not yet like Spider-Man where they can have the webs and everything, but they can they have the crawling capability. It's almost like an like the apes. Like every apes well, movie they get better. Technically, if we think about it, in the comics, Spider-Man doesn't technically have I know, but in the Sony universe, he did. No, he so, didn't. Not even none of the Spider-Man. The only Andrew I mean Andrew, only, sorry, only to- Toby Maguire. But that was the the, the Andrew Columbia. Garfield's You're right. uh, no, it's true. Garfield true. was Sony too, and that's fair. They, okay. okay, that's fair. I'm just saying, the, yeah. the Toby. That's why they made fun of Toby in No Way Home. Like, you make right. that in your body. I personally like my Spider-Man with the webs in his hands, but it's okay. I, I, it makes more sense. It makes you more. I, I know it makes more sense. I do, but I for some reason I cling towards that. But I get it. It does make more sense. Anyways, they can only climb on trees, and the funny thing is, is like they're like in these like, they're in these. They got, like, twigs all around them, like, to cover their body. It's weird, right? It's like their armor, but the funny thing is, is, like, the 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 cutout for their face, the twigs are in the, like, are in the formation of the Spider-Man. Oh, my God. The Spider-Man mask. I'm already done with this. <laughs> it's awful. I'm already I'm done. I'm telling you. So, they take so it now, to a layer. So, now, so oh, far, oh. you just explained that the origin of Spider-Man, of Spider-Man, comes from the Amazon, yes. From the Amazon forest people. Right. And that there's a lineage there. That's there is, there is a spider in the Amazon that they that they are basically modeled after. It's a red spider. That's kind of where they get their powers. Anyways, they go into this cave trying to save her. What they do is they let this spider that she is hunt like trying to find. They're, they know where they all are. She has had a hard time finding them. They give they put the spider on her chest. She bites like the spider bites her. And what they're doing is they're hoping that they can heal both her and the baby, um, save them both because she's. At this time, as she just got shot, she is now going into labor. Go figure, right? Right. So great she plot, is great plot. Exactly. Plot. She happens to be going into labor. So they they try. They unsuccessfully do not save both of them. The baby comes out is totally fine. The mom dies in childbirth. That was 1973. Flash forward to 2003. Now time out. These are Amazon people. Amazon how, people. How did they get her to? To New York City. There's no telling how that baby got there. There's literally no telling because it flashes literally from that moment when she dies to 2003. Dakota Johnson is in an ambulance driving. Hello? <laughs> okay. Um, yes, we have baby here. We Amazon. Right. 
So now that I've set that up, I, can, I, 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 can, why, I can start going about, a little briefer. I apologize that my Amazon accent, for some yeah, reason, no, sounded I don't know Indian. why you decided. It's not, it sounded <laughs> Indian. Not I apologize. Right. I, uh, apparently, I only can do one accent. Apparently so. And so it flash forwards to 2003. Dakota Johnson is racing through the streets with Ben Parker in an ambulance to go to their this accident, right? This is not the accident that you see in the trailer that basically tells her how their, her powers got, like she got her powers. This is just setting up the fact that she's an ambulance person. Now, while driving, does he just tell her with great power comes great responsibility? That is coming, but it's oh. not. We're not there yet. Oh, get ready. So. That's in the movie. Don't worry. Okay. That okay. line is in the movie. Popcorn ready. Yeah. So, so they're driving through the city. They're talking. You know, s- establishing who we are in the film. Basically, he's talking about. They're. She was like. He was like. You should let me drive. No. She's like. Do you want to get killed? He's like. We're already in Queens. He's like. I feel like I'm gonna get shot all the time. And then her line is, Oh, she she goes. You've never been shot in Queens before. But boom boom. Like yeah. It was like an obvious like. I was like, oh my god! I was like, I cannot believe they put that line into it. So she she goes to the she hits a red light, and the reason I'm telling you this because one of these characters she's about to see comes into play later. She goes into the red light, and who does she see? It's Celeste O'Connor, Maddie uh, Maddie Franklin, who's one of the Spider people, uh, like in the suits from Spider the trailer. Woman, Spider, Spider Woman. Let's go with that. Is crossing the street at this point in time. You wonder why she's not. You know, whatever. It's and so what happens was she she Dakota Johnson's line is literally that there's so many bad lines in this. And Dakota Johnson goes, "Who walks in front of a, a ambulance?" And then and then she flips her off. Uh, O'Connor does, and Dakota Johnson's next line says, "Who flips off an ambulance?" And I was like, "This is just rough." So they do their accident thing. She's living life. They have this cookout. They they you know she's just kind of living the past few days. Next thing you know, um, she starts having like these weird visions, right? Where things are happening more than once. Okay. Like it happens. And then she goes back to like reality. And then she's like, okay. And then it happens again. She goes, like, what is going on? So then you get to this barbecue that is happens to be the baby shower. It's conjoined with the baby shower of one <laughs> Mary Parker, who is the sister in law to Ben Parker. Hint, Mary- hint. Hint, hint. All right. Mary Parker is carrying a child. I wonder All who right. it could be. So for 10, maybe not 10, for at least eight minutes, we are in this baby shower just watching them play baby shower games. Literally. They're just going one for one. Like, it's the weirdest thing. And so they finally played baby. I was like, are we not going to cut? I was like, we're just going to watch this. So we get to the baby naming game, and they start naming, like, Richard, Ben. You know, Steve. And she's like, no. She's like, you guys aren't even close. So she said, she goes, you guys are ice cold. That's how she says it. This is Emma Roberts, by the way, who's playing this character. Obviously, we know what the name is, right? Yeah. They're not going to say it, though. Yeah, I, was, I was like, this is, yeah, right. I was like, this is awful. So then the the famous scene comes in. The next, you know, they get the next day when they're doing the ambulance. And she's trying to save the guy in the car. She gets trapped in the car. She gets the guy out, gets trapped in the car. Car falls over the bridge, goes into the water. She ends up dying for three minutes, wakes up. like, And in the water, she's having these weird, like, there's, like, these beams coming at her. And she's starting to see the future and all this stuff while she's in the water. Next thing you know, she wakes up and she's getting CPR from uh, Ben. 
and Ben's like finally checking her vitals and everything, started saying stuff, and she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it reverts like three minutes before that, and she's like, well, this is weird. Like, we, like we, and then he starts doing all the same stuff again. And, and she's like, why are you repeating yourself? He's like, what are you talking about? You know, and it's obvious she's seeing it. She, you know, she had saw into the future and she doesn't even understand so it. She just has deja vu. Now. But, oh, exactly. She actually mentioned that. She goes, I got a weird case of deja vu. So then you flash forward. Ezekiel Sims wakes up in bed after having this nightmare. And he's with this girl and she's like, what's going on? He's like, I've had this nightmare for ages. It's haunted me. He's like, I've had three girls try to kill me. And it happens to be the girls that are Sydney, Sweeney, Isabel, Merced, and Celeste O'Connor. It's the it's the spider women. He's had this dream. By the way, the tra- in the trailer, the, the cuts you see of C- Sydney Sweeney and all those girls in the costume, those are literally just from the dream he's had. They are not action sequences. Yeah. Audience, so far as Creighton is talking, if you don't know what my face looks like, <laughs> I have a very confused look and also a, fa- a face of disgust. As he continues to tell me this, I'm going to warn Creighton to please hurry it up. Oh, don't worry. Because I'm, I am halfway through this film. Oh, good. Because that's, so that's far, the thing. that's so, what's crazy. Because I'm going to say this right now, audience. So far, this sounds like the worst thing I could, could ever <laughs> gone through. I don't want to. I don't want to even sit here for free anymore. Right, and that's the funny movie. part was this that I ridiculous. thought that when I looked up, I thought it was half like half an hour in. We were almost an hour into this thing in a two hour movie. Like they took that long to set the plot up. So, anyways. He's like, I've got this dream. He's like, I need to find these girls because they haven't clearly aged to being spider women yet. He's like, but I know they're going to, and one day they're going to kill me. So we got to find these people. And that's Ezekiel's whole plot. So then Dakota Johnson's on this train. She sees all three of them. She's like, that's weird. I've seen these girls before. She starts having flashes forward that Ezekiel is coming to ha- like coming to get them on the train. So therefore, she goes to the girls. She's like, we got to get off the train. We got to get off the train. They're like, no, no, no. And then she's like, yes. So she pulls them off the train. Ezekiel does show up, and thank God she saw the future because they would have got killed because that was in, in, the, in her future vision. Ezekiel's on the train killing them. She takes them off the train, thus begins the chase, right? So, essentially, he's trying to kill them because of a, a future He's vision. got a future vision that they are going to kill him one day when they become spider women. And it, she sees them, him killing them. And she's trying to save them. So, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who... So the person who's giving them powers to see the future, which future is right? Because so far, oh, listen to this. So there's two different futures. You're telling me, and they're like, hey, and can I also, can I intervene here? The, wasn't Marvel the one that's more scientifically accurate? Right. Of they, the they two, poke, actually poke fun of that movie. DC is the one where like. You know who was it? Uh, Neil T- Tyson DeGrasse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says one reason why he loves Marvel better is because there are scientific explanations. Like Iron Man is done because of his thing. Right. Uh, you know, Thor is an alien. You know, uh, Captain America, Soldier Super Serum, and so there's all uh, <laughs> there's always like a scientific uh, thing. Not with Wonder or DC. DC is all magical. It's exactly. all magical and gods. So. I just want to know what this fucking story decided that I don't where they're think pulling they know from. Either. Okay, so I continue. Don't think they know either. So far, that makes no sense. So the no chase sense. ensues. They do their whole thing. She she brings them to the woods. She's like, "You need to stay here while I go back to my house and try to figure out what's going on with my mom." Because she at this point she believes that her mom uh, did not love her. Which is weird because she knows she died in childbirth. Yeah, because those Amazon people didn't. But she has them. no clue anything about that. She she knows that her mom died in childbirth, but she at the same time she's like, my mom didn't love me. I'm like, 
Bro, you were never alive when your mom was. I was like, those Amazon people should have gave her some clues, but uh, well, you'll get we'll get there. And so she's like, "Stay in the woods. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure all this out because she had heard because they were talking about, um, they were oh that I don't know something sparked her memory that she needed to go back and check her mom's diary because she had seen something about spiders because they had talked about because the one of the uh she had heard Ezekiel or something like that mentioned that you know these girls. Because she asked him why, you know, when they were confronting in, in the chase. There's a moment in the chase where yeah. she's like, why are you doing this? He's like, these girls, da, da, da. Anyways, because he, you know, so, anywho, if it sounds if it sounds discombobulated, it's because of how the movie went. It's discombobulated. That's when the diner scene comes in. They're like, uh, they're like, F this. We don't want to stay in the woods. While she's gone, let's go to the diner. You know, then she gets a flash forward as she comes back, realizes they're not there. She's like, oh, they must be in the diner. To that point, she... <laughs> Toxic by Britney Spears is playing on the radio. It is 2003. She, it, they then they do it. I, I guarantee they did it on purpose. In so she's in her future vision right now. What happens is Toxic is playing. She goes to the diner, tells them we need to leave. Ezekiel comes in. They have this whole fight, and he ends up killing them all. Right? Then it comes back to her real life. Right? And she's like, "Oh, we're gonna try this a different way." So what is she doing, EA? Because she's seen the future, she's timing up the moment that Toxic hits on the radio to when she knows Ezekiel is in that diner. So therefore, she's in a she's she has stolen a cab at this point, a taxi cab. The minute that the chorus hits, she knows Ezekiel shows up in the diner because she's seen it in the future, right? Does that make sense? Kinda. Do you understand it. where I'm going yeah, though? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So she's so she knows I gotta get there by the chorus. Chorus hits, boom, pile drives through the diner, hurts Ezekiel. They keep the chase going. Anywho. They end up in this big warehouse where it's been known to be flammable with a bunch of explosives that they had talked about earlier in the movie. Go back to the the, the, you know, the idea when they're in the diner. Yeah. Is this more of a, a time loop situation or is she consistently seeing, like, let's say, you know, they all die, but then she goes back. Oh, no, I know. Oh, no, no, that. no. She just sees what's about to happen. But how many times it. can she do that? Once. Okay. That's yeah, a one time so deal. It's not like. With Daramamu and oh, yeah, no, 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 Strange, no. or he can be, right. do it again. No, you can't do it. This is a one-time deal. She can see the future, what's about to happen. She can go and change it real quick. Tony has one shot. Okay. That, I'll give the, that's a little bit better because the way you were explaining it in my head, I was like, what? is she like is she like doing it multiple times? No, like, definitely not. That thing kind of pissed me off. Like, definitely okay, not. If that's they did too that, OP. it would be a zero. That's too OP, and that's just wrong. <laughs> if they did that, it would definitely be a zero-star movie. However, so- they go to this warehouse. This is basically some of the final battle sequence. We're about there's literally. Oh wait, I forgot this. This is a big one. After the diner, she takes him to a hotel, and she's like, "It is now Madame Web and her three henchmen." Basically, is what this movie has turned into. Basically, like a brats and mom movie. Goes to goes to the hotel. She's like, "Stay here." She bounces in the middle of the night. Okay. And she comes back the next day because I think she was going to bounce, like, completely, like, leave them, you know. But she decides to come back. What happens in the morning? She wakes him up in the morning. Right after that, we get a six-minute, I think I timed it. It was, like, five or six minutes, sequence watching them learn how to do CPR on a bunch of pillows. She goes, she goes well, if we're going to do this, if we're going to fight this guy, we need to learn what happens when people get killed and go into cardiac arrest. I need to teach all three of you how to do CPR. I kid you not. We were watching them do it in live time. She was like, 
okay. She's like, you need to put on their, put your hands together, put them on the sternum, and you need to have a rhythm beat. And the girl was, one girl would go, oh, you know, do the thing. And she goes, now when you're tired, somebody else will take over. And so they would take over. She was like, good job. They would, she wanted to high five them. And I was All like, right, no so way this is real. Time out. Because there's only one thing that can save the scene. Was there anything erotic about the Absolutely scene? Absolutely not. Like it wasn't even like tantalized. Like no, you know, like what no I thought. No jokes, no nothing. Okay, this is a dead serious. Because moment. you know, you know, like the joke would be like if the director was a perv or like whatever. Right. He like, oh, let's have them like make out. Yeah, no, no, no. Like this it, was, it would be like she that, was dead serious, like EMTing it up, being like, yeah. we need to show you how to all three of you how to do CPR. So they wait till, and that's what they think is gonna save them. I exactly. I had to watch a five-minute, six-minute sequence of Sydney Sweeney, Isabel, and Celeste, and Dakota Johnson going on a in a round table of doing CPR on a bunch of pillows. Okay, like a, like an instructional video. Dude, I still remember though. You know, in the Avengers: Infinity War cut, yeah. when they were about to face Thanos, Captain America said, "Stop! <laughs> if we're gonna do this, guys." Let's get the CPR mats out. Let's go. God. Let's go. Oh, Tony, that's not how you breathe well, into listen, them. we can't do that, yeah. That's <laughs> not how you breathe. Thanos is not going to appreciate that. You know, that's not going to save you. That was the, and I was like, when that moment, I was like, I was like, no way are they putting these are scenes you, in there. Oh, my. Okay, so please tell me how this ends out. Right, so now we're, we're now we're going towards the ending. What happens is she tells Ben Parker, she calls Ben Parker up, says, hey, can you take the kids? I need to go somewhere. Before, you know, Ezekiel comes back. Because Ezekiel's now back in his penthouse trying to figure out where they are. Because they're kind of under the radar. And, um, by the way, he's got this major high surveillance thing in his in his apartment where you can see. It's basically like God's eye from Fast and Furious. You can see everybody on any camera ever in the world. Who the fuck is this guy? I know. That's the point. The fuck? Exactly. Who? I don't know. He just. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. He just is that guy. There's no build up to it at all. And he's so, just. He's just Ezekiel Sims first with all was, this crap. First of all, he was the bad guy in the archaeological dig. You know, like, I'm going to get you. I need the spider. And then many years later, I'm just with my girlfriend. And right. I had a bad dream. And now he's this. Ultra powerful villain that yes, that will and his stop lines are nothing. awful because his lines are like, "You better find them." I pay you a fortune talking to his girlfriend, or whatever you know. He's like, "I pay you a fortune. You better find these people." He's like, "Where are they?" Anyways, he's back in his lair. She obviously the place she needs to go to find these answers is, of course, the Amazon where her mom was killed and found the spider. She goes to the Amazon. She, she's, she's at the campsite where the the location where her mom gets killed. This guy just randomly shows up. He's not a spider person. He's just a dude. And he was like, I knew you would come back. And he was like, she was like, what? And she's like, she's like, you're the daughter of so-and-so's mom. And she's like, yeah, I am. She's like, and she was like, I read in her journal that there was these, there's these spider people. And I wish I could remember the name. I'll have to find it before we finish this podcast. But he was like, ah, yes, the whatever. Your mom did not believe in them. That was the big thing. Her mom didn't believe in them until they actually came and saved her. Saved her, or didn't save her, actually saved the baby. She's like, your mom didn't believe in them. She's like, but let me show you your origin. So then he knows where the cave is. So they're, by the way, the spider people are not in here at the moment. They're like not, they don't come out or anything. They're hiding, I guess, the whole time. He comes, he goes into their cave, and he was like, this is where you were born. She's like, this is where it was? And he was like, yeah. She was like, and then you realize that the spider that bit her mom gave her mom the powers and through genes she got the powers from being born. So she did not earn, she did not like get her powers later because of the crash or anything like that. She was born with these Madam Web powers. Okay. 
because of the spider bite to her mom and her mom was carrying her in the womb. Okay. So. Tama, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> exactly. You don't know. Just this dude. dude shows up and is like, I was a friend of your mom's. You know? So, literally. He was like, I was on the expedition team or whatever. And he, this is where get, he goes, she goes, she goes, so my power comes from there? And he was like, yes, your power comes from, it's this, it's this big pool of water that, you know, that that she died in. They had the birth, the child in. It's this big, huge, like, little pond thing. And she was like, yeah, my, he was like, yeah, your power comes from there. And he goes, you know what? This this is a really bad, but she's like, I just don't know if I'm, like, basically says, like, I don't know if I'm ready to have this kind of power. And he was like, the, he was, he, they reversed it. And he was like, the biggest responsibilities come with the greatest powers. It's what he says. I know. I know that literally that is what he says. And I go, oh, I'm done. I go, oh, my God. I'm done with this. Right? We're so, done. We're so done. Do not go says. further. Do not go further. So this goes, is all. Oh, oh. yeah, we got it. So we're done here. She comes back from the Amazon is like, I'm spider. Like, I am Madam Web. She's not in a costume or anything. She's back. She's in her normal self. I'm Madam Web. I can now, like, hold my powers. I can see the future when I want to. Yada, yada, yada. They go into this warehouse that's known through the with the EMT, EMTs and like the cops and everything as like a very explosive warehouse it has a bunch of gunpowder gun and you know fireworks. And she's like, "Well, we'll set it up in here where we'll fight Ezekiel and yeah, yeah, yeah." They fight Ezekiel. Obviously, they they win, right? Um, that's a cool question yeah. on Ezekiel. Yeah, what powers does he have? He can he can crawl on the ceiling. He's got good. He he can jump high. He's got superhuman strength. No, he doesn't. He doesn't even have superhuman strength. He can jump. He can crawl, and he can so cut, and he can he can he can intrude he took, into Madam Web's future. Like he can see. Like when she's seeing the future, he, he can did. he can go into that and talk to her. Does that make sense? That's because weird. He got the spider bite too. Basically, yes, exactly. And he's that's why that's why his his costume's black and red. God, so they so, so they kill him, but that's at the same time as he right. dies. They're on the structure that's it, it's on the structure on the roof. The structure starts to collapse. He falls to his death. She falls into the water. The electricity from the from the structure and the and the lights that are on there and the it's just, it was this big old sign that they were standing on. It was like a Pepsi Cola sign. And one of the lights falls off, starts shooting off electricity into the water, right? Shoots a, a fireball. As Dakota Johnson's in the water, diving down, fireball. By the way, three girls helped her throughout this whole thing. They're not dressed, by the way. They're dressed in the same clothes you saw in the trailer. They're not in costume. They're in their, you know, the school clothes. So the costumes never actually came into play. A fireball sh- shoots down into the water, hits, in, hits Dakota Johnson in the eyes. And why does that happen, EA? Because Madam Webb is blind, right? So she wakes up. They wake her up. How do they wake her up, EA? She died. How do the three girls wake her up? CPR. CPR comes into play, and they take turns. They're like, I'm tired. Can you switch? Can you switch? Can you switch? And they revive her back, and she wakes up, and her she's blind. She's She gets, she gets her eyesight gets lost. So then, it, then she's like, thank you, guys. Flash forwards a little bit, like, to another scene. Mary Parker has now had the baby. Um, in the, it's in the same time, like in the next like four hours. Mary Parker's had the baby. Then it flashes forward again, and Dakota Johnson's in a bed, um, with her eyes covered in a hospital bed with her eyes covered. The three girls are in there. 
a, do- a doctor comes in and says, is this immediate family? And she goes, yes. Yes, it is. So then we flash forward like years, okay? Dakota Johnson, they have now what they've done is put her in a freaking wheelchair, okay? Because Madam Webb is known for sitting in a chair, right? Yeah. So she can walk. She's fine. But they have stuck her in a wheel, a motorized wheelchair. For no reason. <laughs> for no reason. She's got sunglasses on. She's looking out the window of her high-rise apartment. The three girls walk in. And she's like, oh, my darlings, I've been waiting for you guys to come back. And the funniest thing happens, she goes, Cindy Sweeney goes, we had, we, we've got takeout. And Madam Webb goes, come back, come back chicken was good. It was, it was a good choice. And she was, and, and Sydney goes, how did you know? Bro, she's been seeing the future for the last two hours. Like, obviously she knows what you got, right? And so, anyways, they're all just kind of in a huddle talking. And then Madam Webb is like, I had a vision. They're like, what's that? And it flashes forward to them starting to find, like the girls starting to find their costumes, okay? In different scenes, she's like, that you used, that you were gonna that one day you'll stand up for what you believe in and what is right and you'll fight the forces of evil in this world and they're doing their whole thing and the CGI looks awful and she's like she's like I I have that vision they're like they're like oh it sounds cool and then they start eating and the movie fades and it's done. Crane, you're not allowed to talk about movies ever again. That ruined it. That just <laughs> ruined it. That was what the, the you talking about this movie. Suck the life out of me. It's, this yeah. sounds like we don't have to go anymore. It's that bad. All right, so we can tell already that the story is trash. You know what it felt the like? The acting's trash. You know, they they didn't want to be there. That's what it felt like. You know what it also felt like? It felt like the first time, like a first time director, mm-hmm. got a hold of this and was like, "I want to use every cool shot I ever learned in school." There's so many Dutch angles. There's wide pans. There's a scene where it's a, there's multiple like 360 scenes like that go in a circle. There's 360 scenes that go sideways like that. It's like every shot that you would learn in cinema school they use. And I was like, holy cow. CGI is bad. Acting's bad. Script's bad. There's not a single good thing in this movie that I could find. My main thing is they just threw things in there and thought, cool. Literally. Like the bad guy had, I don't know who, like who exactly. is this guy? Just, why is he, why is he obsessed he with He just happened dream? to be, a, like he was just working with like, Madam Webb's mom in the no, Amazon. That's I, it. Here's my thing. Let's say he did that, but why would you be concerned? He had one dream, and he thought, "Oh no!" <laughs> like no, who gives apparently a he's fuck? been having this one dream for years, and it's a nightmare. He says, oh. "Okay, so <laughs> they're not gonna." And eventually, they did kill you. That's so true. They it's did self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. It did not work out for Listen, him. I am, I am, I am not allowing you to watch these bad movies anymore. It was that awful. is ridiculous. Here's my problem with it: is like. Marvel and Sony and whatever is going on. Listen, this is why we have superhero fatigue, because you put out bullshit out. Okay, don't put bullshit out. You'll we'll love it. Listen, th- there's no such thing as superhero fatigue. It's we're tired of bullshit. <laughs> right. Okay, if you put out a good movie, we'll come out and see it. If Spider Superman Legacy next year is great, everyone's gonna love it. Yeah. If Superman would be good. Look at the Batman. Though, Everyone said we're sick of Batman movies. Yeah. And look at the Batman. Everyone loved that movie. It came out with yeah. So it's because it's a great film. We strive for great films. Stop making bullshit. Don't throw something on. I really blame the screenwriters. It's bad. Somebody listen. I'm all for people getting bank and getting money and having jobs. But when I walked out, I didn't get to text you. Just to text my mom this. I said, somebody needs to lose their job over this one. Like somebody needs to lose their job over this because it's bad. This is by three people. Kareem, Kareem Senga, 
Matt Sazama, and Burke Sharpless. Screenplay by Max Zazama, Burke Sharpless, oh Claire Parker, and S.J. Clarkson. S.J. Clarkson is also the director. Yes, he needs to... It's a girl. She needs to... Yeah, quit. <laughs> it, somebody needs to lose their job over this one. This so, was an unbelievable bad achievement that made... Like, like I said, is arguably up there with like... The worst movies I've ever like that I've ever seen, but maybe ever in cinema. I mean, oh, and it kept doing this thing, EA, where it was like, you know, like in the office where it keeps doing the zoom ins really quick. Mm-hmm. It did that every time somebody would talk, it would zoom in real quick. It felt like you were watching like The Office. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at points too. Uh, filming began in mid July of 2022 and right before the end of the year. <laughs> oh my god! It so wasn't yeah, that long. Madam, uh, let me see. Let's the reception currently. By the way, it's only made eight million dollars so far, on a budget of eighty million. We thought Blue Beetle was gonna have a rough go. Madam Web was received uh, by negative critics, uh, who painted it as an embarrassment, embarrassing mess, and the worst comic book movie yet. Without a doubt, without a doubt, so it's worse than Dark World. It's worse than Eternals. It's worse than, without a doubt. Let me ask you a question: Is it worse than Batman and Robin? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that is saying something. Yeah, it's worse than because there's some things in Batman and Robin that I'm like, okay, that's I I enjoy it. No, this is yeah, this is definitely worse like, than Batman and Robin. You know, the funny thing about Batman and Robin, this is, makes Batman and Robin look pretty average because Batman and Robin's terrible, but like, it's fun terrible. Right. No, like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, this 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 is like I don't even have to think that hard about it. this is worse than Batman and Robin, definitely. And again, no post credit scenes. They no, nah, it's best they didn't. That's they, good. They knew I that. One, there was one review that said, um, "It's best they didn't have one." Matter of fact, they probably should have just stopped halfway through the movie. So someone needs to lose their job. This is bad, man. This is this is uh, this is going to be the worst movie of the year. I can't see a movie being worse. By the way, than this. I looked it up. Ezekiel Sims, who's the bad guy, yeah, is a supporting character in the Spider-Man and Silk versions of the character, and he looks like a. Well, yeah. See, like his origin is cool, right? Like it's fine, but like his origin in this movie doesn't like he just comes out of nowhere. That's the thing. It's like there's nothing to it. So I saw it, so y'all don't have to. Let me tell you, if you do want to go see it, it is there's nothing good about it. It's undoubtedly one of the worst, if not the worst movie. I'm pretty sure it is the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. I could not believe that they. I honestly, to God, EA. Could not believe that a major studio like Sony watched this final cut and was like, that's fine. I cannot believe they greenlit this. It is, it's, it's, and I'll tell you this right now. If Deadpool 3 does not work out. It will. Which I assume it will. I would be shocked if it Ryan Reynolds, aside from Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds is not going to Yeah, he's been fine. He's been great. And he's probably going to save the day. But up until that point. Up into Deadpool and Wolverine, this this genre is so cooked. I mean, this is bad. That's not true. I mean, what? The genre itself is not. It's pretty. This is rough. Sony Sony's run might be over, by the way. No, Sony's run. I is mean, up. I'm pretty confident this might do it in. Craven's obviously going to come out, and it's probably going to be better because you can't go anywhere but up. But I'm pretty confident that the Sony universe is pretty much done. Well, while you depress us with that piece of shit you just talked about. I have some good news. What's that? Other news in the MCU is we have our casting. We have our Fantastic Four. We do. Now, I'm going to ask you 
what your thoughts are. But first, Mr. Fantastic, Pedro Pascal. I don't driver. <laughs> Just kidding. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. What do you think? Great actor. I've loved him in everything I've ever seen of his. Um, obviously, like his like major claim to fame has just recently been The Last of Us, which was a triumph that he is just uh, phenomenal in. And I think that he is going to do wonders. He's probably going to end up being like I wouldn't be shocked if he's the best actor in this. Fil- I mean, in this film, he's just he's he's so good. I love him. Great, great pick. What about Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm? Yeah, I like Vanessa Kirby. Um, you know, we talked about her a few times because she's obviously in the Mission Impossible movies. Mm. I, I love her character uh, in those Mission Impossible movies. She's a me before you, a movie that I just adore. And no, I think that, and I, I, I think that she, what, what's cool with her is like, I think she looks the part. And she's also in The Crown, by the way. Little, she is. Little, little, I liked her when I first saw her was first in Mission Impossible, yeah, and then I saw her in the Hobbs and Shaw film. Yeah, she's in the Hobbs, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. She's a Shaw very film. attractive woman. Um, yeah. uh, I think um, she looks the part. Oh, by does, the way, well, she's the co. She's the she's the co lead to Napoleon and Napoleon, right? With and she did a great job. In I movie. mean, she's not. You know, you know, you're the biggest thing is she's not Jessica Alba. With the, you know, sure. And I think we all grew up with Jessica Alba thinking of her as Sue Storm. But I think Vanessa Kirby and Pedro, they're, it's important to have their chemistry together yeah. because they're the ones that – I don't know if they're going to be married by now, but they obviously flirt with each other. They're they're into each other. Vanessa Kirby looks like a Sue Storm. Right. I'm cool with that. The blonde hair. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. That's a big deal. Now, these two, uh, I don't have any idea who they are, so you're going to help me out. Okay. Joseph Quinn is going to be Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. I would tell you that – okay, I'll start with that one. That's probably the one I am most excited for outside of Pedro – I don't even. I might be even more excited for him, out more so than Pedro Pascal. I love this guy. I'll tell you where he gets his his. Uh, I know he's from Stranger Things. He right? is from Stranger Things. He is. What is his character's name? Eddie. Eddie. Eddie is the guy in this last season who is like. He he's almost like. He's the bully kind of. You know, he's he's the rocker dude with the long hair kind of guy. And, um. Anyways, he he. Ends up playing, he's a loser in this in this uh, in this show in Stranger Things, and what happens with him is like at the end of the season, he is the one that plays Metallica's Master of Puppets, um, which obviously I think most people know popped off on social media, right? Did you ever see any of that? No. Okay, it was a big viral moment to the point where. Uh, at Lollapalooza two years ago when Metallica closed on Thursday night, when they closed with Master of Puppets, they literally used the Stranger Things video. And it was su- it was a very viral moment. It it made their song go back up the charts. It's kind of where you guys claim to fame. And I think through that entire season, he was like one of the favorite characters of that. I mean, he stole the show. I think he's an unbelievable actor. He can play the heck out of a guitar, and he's going to be in Gladiator too. And that is not by accident. It's because, it's because Ripley believes that Ripley, that's Alien Ridley. Same people. They made the same thing. Ridley thought that he's an unbelievable actor. I'm not shocked by that. So I think that he is going. I could, I could honestly see him being the the favorite Human Torch of all Fantastic Four. I'm dead serious. That's saying something. Yeah. Chris Evans was. I mean, a lot of say what you will about the Fantastic Four, the the two thousand ones, the early two thousand ones. Yeah. 
Uh, I like I I wasn't really a big a fan of them because they were kind of boring to me. But I liked the characters they were, like the characters, the actors who played him. And Chris Evans did an incredible job as Johnny Torch. Like, like he was sure. that was that he was, he was cocky great. and all that charismatic. And so we'll see if he can Joseph, live. It Joseph up. can do the same thing. That's okay. what's cool. He's he can be that charismatic too. And now for the final one, I've yawned. I haven't yawned in a while. That's because I had to give my review of Madam Web. Yeah, Madam Web's killing me right now. <laughs> uh, Eben Moss Buck. Garak. Little unknown, more unknown guy, but um, heard he's it, on the bear. He is in the bear. That's kind of like his thing. Uh, if anybody's seen No Hard Feelings, uh, the Jennifer Lawrence comedy from last year, he is the guy that tows her car at the beginning. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, so exactly where she's like, she she asks him like, "Why are you towing my car in the trailer and yeah. stuff like that?" Yeah, then, that's uh, who that is. Apparently, he's also in the, he's already in the MCU playing uh, in the first season of The Punisher as. Oh, he Micro. does. Oh my God, I forgot but about again, that. The, the punch is so kind long of ago. irrelevant now, so yeah. it doesn't factor he, into the whole thing. He's the most unknown actor out of all three of these guys, but he's still very good. He's still very good. I like him. I think that he is going to. He, I think he's the one guy, at, like that. Like I feel really confident in when it comes to like the thing. Like he plays a, he could play a really good Ben. Like I think he's got a really good chance here. I'm not sure it's going to be as good Again, as um, the first go around, but it's definitely better than the remake one. Yes. So here's the thing with Fantastic Four. I believe, and I have no hope for this new reboot. I have no hope at all. Even though it's in the MCU, I have no hope because, from my recollection, 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 whatever. Uh, from my point of view, I think that these movies. I don't know what it is about the Fantastic Four. It does not translate well into film. I don't know if it's because they're boring together. There's just a bo- Like the first two Fantastic Four films, boring. First was one's not a, bad. The first one was boring. Their their big climax was they circled Doctor Doom. Okay. And they're like, mm, let me wrap him up, and then <laughs> I'm going to throw a fire on him. And then it, it just made no sense. The second one had nothing to do like Doctor Doom was like oh, it was a silver all, surfer. Yeah, and then the big it was a, it, I saw a tweet or well, it, I heard somebody it was it wasn't me that saw it actually. It was somebody on my podcast that I was listening to talk about. It. Apparently there's a tweet going around where someone was saying like y'all misunderstood Silver Surfer. Like it's one of the best MC like at this point cuz now they're going to basically be in it. It's like one of the best Marvel movies of all time. I was like, nah, that's not it. No, nah, dude. Hey, that's no, not you. No. Not, you're wrong. Sometimes you don't the understand only, on it. I'm going to tell you right now. And it might sound sexist right here. It might sound like chauvinistic. All right. Yeah. Uh, the best part of those two movies was Jessica Alba. Wow. And it was just because she was hot. Okay. Like, Chris Evans is great. Uh, he was all right, man. But no, but like Jessica Alba, like, that's my childhood. Like, that's how I love. It's like, fucking Jessica Alba. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, who doesn't love Jessica Alba? That's luck. true. That's good, true. Good luck, Chuck. I Come think on. I think that with this movie, I think we should just I think we should give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. I think we should give it a chance. But I remember like those two good. movies were boring, and then they said we're gonna remake it in 2015, and that movie was trash. Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to do there. That movie was like short, had no plot, didn't make any sense, cut to the chase way too quick, didn't have any. And they had up. Miles Teller in it, who's a terrible actor and should be punched in the face. No, Miles Teller's unbelievable. I hate that guy. I just want to punch he's him. So, he's so he good. needs to be punched. Whiplash is unbelievable. He is just Top Gun, unbelievable. No, he was terrible in Top Gun. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Kidding me? He's a terrible person. No, oh, oh he is. How do you know? Because EA said so. Oh, okay, yeah. got you. Well, that's they our- got it. Like they they. I'll say this about this last thought on this one is that they got a great core four. 
a very good core four that can make this movie good. There's not one of these four actors that I'm concerned about. I think we have a shot here. All right, well, that's talking popping for now. We've got to move on, but next time uh, when we get back, maybe we get closer and closer. We are hoping a certain former ticket employee who has okay. been known for movies, and he loves movies, Creighton feels he is inferior to you, him. Do you think he saw uh, Madam Webb? I don't know. We'll have to ask him. But he is. Uh, con- we are working, trying to confirm him and book him as a guest. We don't have an exact date yet, but he's excited to challenge you, Creighton, in the okay. movies because you think you're the the world's gift to movies. I didn't say that. And I'm just you, saying I, I watch I remember a lot. we were having a conversation. You were like, does does Kratre really think he knows movies? No, I did not. I and said, I was like, I, what are you talking I, about? I, was, I think Kratre oh, knows a lot of movies. I know what we're doing. We're feeling, and, here and then we go. We're like, feeling the fire. No, I here think Kratre is Kratre when he thinks about movies. <laughs> oh, that was, that's nice. Nice touch, because that's what I say. Yeah. You're right. That's That was my line. And then you're like, I'm going to go watch Tay-Tay. Oh, okay. um, no, we'll have Kratre soon, so look out for that in a future. He's a bigger Ryan Gosling bopping. guy than I am. He's actually the biggest Ryan Gosling guy in the world, so get ready. Like I care. You hate Ryan Gosling. I don't hate Ryan Gosling. Oh, I thought you did. He's a terrible cornerback. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Should have put Petey in. He's the life of the team. Should have put Petey in. Um, Anyway, uh, that's talking Bob. But right now, it's time for some NFL news and notes. I wanted to get this because we're post-Super Bowl. We're getting ready. As you know, the Cowboys got their new defense coordinator, Mike Zimmer, uh, and we got uh, a surprise, another blast from the past. It was announced today, assistant defensive line coach will be Greg Ellis, the former first-round pick for your Cowboys, famously picked bo- uh, before Randy Moss. Right. <laughs> uh, Greg Ellis was a big deal here for many years. Uh, I wouldn't say he's uh, – he, I'm not sure if he really made an impact here. He was great until DeMarcus Boyer got here, and then he got kind of overshadowed, but – I think you make a great coach here uh, sure. with Mike Zimmer, but just quick thoughts on Mike Zimmer and what you saw from the press conference, and do you think it's going to be a good fit? First of all, I thought he looked really good in Cowboys gear, which a lot of people do. By the way, that I shirt he, he was looked, wearing yeah. looked just like the shirt he wore back when he was here. You <laughs> it think did. He just got an old it might, He might have pulled it out. You know? All right. He might have, right, let me get he the, might have pulled it out. I'm sure he still, 06, uh, The 06 vibes. I thought he looked good in that, in that stuff. I was like, this guy just feels like he is uh, – kind of meant to be here and i think what i like about him just you know he's he, i think he's gonna be that guy he's like i'm gonna, i'm your coach i'm not here to be your like i'm not your buddy like we can be like cool but i'm like i'm not your friend not your i'm, I'm gonna coach you football and i think that that's a big thing and then we talked about this his ability to be able to get what seems most of the time the best out of everybody um from time it to seems time. like it because he has this reputation of Turn it around and get in the and defense. God, do they need the best out of everybody? By the way, right? I saw a stat that you know may not come into fruition, but I said this on my uh, Best for Business podcast the other night, last night. Yeah. I brought it up. He his when he was head coach in Minnesota, his defenses, his teams, they did right. not commit a lot of penalties. No, they're they near they're the clean. bottom of the league, and that's something we desperately need. Oh. And not just from the offense end, but do you see how many times this year our defense would go off sides for stupid things all the time? Uh, uh, shoot. We can go back to the, the last game we played. Sam Williams might need a little yeah. lesson with. Uh, Sam Williams needs a lot of lessons from Zimmer. Yes, yeah, yeah. but that's the thing we discussed. Good old Zimmer needs the. We discussed uh, the. <laughs> we discussed the the fact. Jay's fact making of the me laugh. Jay's uh, trying to strip from me over here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He, he pulled his shirt off. Uh, what what Micah Zimmer 
Uh, now I lost my fucking train of thought. It's not my fault. What was I saying? Mike Zimmer. Um, oh, the balance. The balance of yeah. it has to be a balance about Mike Zimmer because he can't be a player's coach. But today's NFL. You oh, he doesn't have to be to a be jerk. That. I get it. You yeah, can't, but you know what? He, there is a way he can get around it. You remember what Jimmy Johnson used to say about you know he would yell at Emmett and Michael Irvin, but then later on he'd go to them and goes like, you know why I yell at you? Sure, that's fine and, with me. Yeah, yeah and he, totally they fine knew with me. like they were trying to show that the team like yeah. hey. We're we're trying to be you know yeah we're trying to hold the team on, on the same page All right I know and I can superstars get the best out of you by doing that yeah. and superstars understood that how Micah Parsons and by the way I love the one thing he said about Micah Parsons because you know Micah Parsons is somewhat sensitive lately with the media yeah. and about what people say about him well he's they asked him what do you think about Micah and how you're going to use him he goes first off I don't have a staff yet I need to figure that out. Right. But second of all, why am I going to talk about somebody when I haven't talked to him yet? Yeah, there you go. So, See, this is, seems to be this this seems to be a good hire. It I'm does. loving it day by day. There's still some other people here in the uh, cowboy fandom or the new media people. Who, who do cover you it. want in that case? Who do those guys want? Well, they first of all, I already can tell you what they want. They wanted Joe Witt Jr. They wanted uh, Al Harris to stay and become oh, defensive well, we're coordinator. Oh, we're going to do that. Uh, they don't like they just don't like retreads. They uh, think that and here's the thing, I don't think it's a retread. It's a retread for for maybe fans, yeah. but for this team it's not. They have right. never seen Mike Zimmer. Right. It's a new voice that is coming to teach your your defense. And, and listen, honestly, and let's just be real, it's probably only for a year. Uh, let's just be real about it. There's there's a chance. It, yeah. I mean, we and you really brought this up to me and it's a good point. There's a are you really expecting this team to go twelve wins? Like, yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, you you read the schedule off to me. Play a much harder schedule yeah, this year. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be a much tougher situation. And even if you make the playoffs, what are the, what's the chances? You know, Aaron Rodgers is back with the Jets. He will be back. Uh, there's gonna be teams that you know are much better. And that's than, dude. That's not even in your. That's on the other right. side of the pond. Jordan too. Love. What about? Oh, he's gonna get better, by the way. Yeah, he's yeah. He, he has now he's confidence. confidence. Yeah, there you go. And but. by the way, you're playing. Oh, you're you're as a team, you're playing some of the hardest teams in the NFL on both sides. So I don't know. Just let's see what Zimmer does and what happens. But I so far think he's the right type of guy. We just got to see if the, the the Cowboys front office helps him yeah. by supplying him with the right necessary that players. Team desperately needs somebody like him. That's gonna be like, yes, I get it. Like not gonna not be a jerk. But it's definitely going to be hard. Like yeah. definitely going like to be like, like cutthroat. Right. Like no funny games. Like we'll respect each other, and I'm not going to be a jerk to you. But like understand that business needs to get done. That this team needs something like that. My, uh, Micah, Quinn, sorry, you're going to be linebacker today. Right. That's and it's the not size. that Dan Quinn didn't have that, but it that kept was, regressing. That was a problem. Yeah, right, it kept regressing and regressing to the point now. At the end of this year, it was like there's no discipline at all. Don't you remember the Seattle game? How right. many times did he not? We were waiting for him to switch it up. Yeah. It took him until the third, or I think late in the third quarter before the defense started switching up there. The, Dan Quinn just kind of sat there. Just he's kind of getting worse and worse. It's kind of like a certain Mavericks head coach who just watches. Uh-huh. It's like, it's like, I don't have to do I just, anything. I just watch guys. Uh, I no, I like it, though. All <laughs> right, so that's Cowboys news. But the other big news, and I think we need to have a little discussion on this, um, apparently, a Super Bowl uh, berth does not guarantee you a job because the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan turned around and fired their defensive coordinator, Wilkes. Um, what do you feel about that? Do you think it, it was deserved? Do you think that 
Kyle Shanahan probably should point to himself before his defense, or do you think it was uh, the right move? I think I think this goes into what I was saying a week or two ago or whatever. It's the 49ers clearly understand where they are at. They clearly understand that they are the apex predator, top of the food chain outside of Kansas City. They're especially the top of the food chain in the NFC. And I think at this point, when it comes to Kyle and these guys, is that they don't take lackluster performances from anybody. They're too good for it now. You know, they are, this isn't, for, to quote, we, you know, we were, it piss excellence is basically what it is. And if you're going to have an off, you know, if you're going to have an off time or an off day or an off game or whatever, we're not going to put up with it. You know, we know what our value is worth. And this is why I just, I respect these guys so much is they don't, they don't, they don't toy around. This is not a cow. This is not to be at the Cowboys or anything, but it's like 12 win seasons of absolutely nothing. And we're still sitting here. Well, Jerry Jones is still sitting here being like, well, now we might try to go all in, you know, now might be the time. Now might be the time that we, we do, or we don't make a change. The 49ers on the other hand, they're like, if they know how good they are, they know the excellence, of which they have in their, in their program. They're like, yo, we don't, we don't take lackluster stuff here. Either you're at your top of the game or you're not, you can get out. And like, that's what I like about these guys. But and I think that's what you, were they lackluster in def- on defense though? Look at that first. That's half. not what. They were. They held the Chiefs. Of, I think so there was. Six I think. Points. I think there was. I'm just saying that. But, uh, listen, but I it's get, not a matter of. It's not. I, I get what you're saying. But it's not a matter of he, if they were or if they're not. But if they feel like they were, if they feel like they were, then that's enough. Then that's what. Well, I wouldn't think you enough. think? Why don't you look? It's at not the, about what I think. Well, why didn't Kyle Shanahan not blame himself for the offense? You think failure? Kyle Shanahan's going to blame himself? So, but I. My question is, why is Steve Welks the scapegoat? When well, somebody the, has to. I'm, that's, I'm not. I'm not saying I that. Don't, I, my thing is, I don't think Steve Wilkes should have got fired. Probably think, not. But that's how this team works. Is they're not going to mess around. But that's, I think, a bad move. I think for them going forward, that shows. Listen, you're. You, See, this is this is the problem. But here. the players are the ones that you know didn't execute. So Steve Wilkes has to go when the guy had a. My thing is this. The whole regular season and the entire playoffs, his defense was fine. Got you to a Super Bowl. Sure. And all of a sudden, now that you know that one half of football and the most important game, I get it. But all of a sudden, they're saying that you know that's Patrick Mahomes. That's I, I, I will say this: he's the greatest quarterback of all time. A lot of defenses are going to not be able to stop that. So you're you're you sit there and say, okay, instead of like now, I there might be another reason for it. And here's my thing. I heard this on the, the hard line the other day. You know, Bob mentioned because he's not, he is not part of the family of the Niners with Shanahan. No, the he's last, definitely not. I was actually last, about, to, I was yeah, about to say that. The last two coordinators, you had Robert Sala, then he moved to the Jets to become head coach. Then D'Amico Ryans was the defense coordinator. He moves to the Houston Texans head coach job. He comes from San Francisco being their defensive passing game coordinator and interim head coach before he gets the defensive coordinator job here for one year. I guess he's not part of that thing, and so it might be easier to fire him. I'd be very cautious, though, about about making that the reason because I highly doubt that the only reason that they let him go was because, oh, he's just he's just not in on the know of the family. Like, I highly doubt. I do think it might be a little, like, like I'm sure, like, Kyle's like, man, it'd be kind of cool to have one of my guys in here, but, like, I don't think that that is the sole reason. The quote from Kyle goes, 
where where we're going and where we're at with our team from a scheme standpoint and things like that looking through it all throughout the year to these last few days i just felt pretty strongly that this was the decision that was best for the organization going a different direction going a different direction was something that i had to do tell me if this sounds right on defense, the 49ers finished third in the league in scoring See, you're defense. combating me. Like, I'm, I'm telling you that. I'm just giving you stats. Okay. All right. I'm just reading stats. I'm not okay, combating Okay, good. You. I thought that you were coming no, at me. I said, just take this. This is crazy for... I'm just saying, you get fired when your defense finished third in the but league see, in scoring this... defense, giving up just 17 and a half points per game, and they finished first in the league with 22 interceptions tied with Chicago. Amazing, right? But this is why these guys are stone-cold killers, because if that's not what Kyle Shanahan wanted... If that's not if that's the scheming or whatever he doesn't want, we just mentioned this earlier about how he called the remember he like we were in the, in this podcast he had called a timeout because he didn't really like the defensive scheme at the end of the game. Yeah, he's I like, remember. Let me that, take yeah. it. If it's not something that falls within his cat like in his wheelhouse, no matter how good it is, I don't think he's afraid to blow it up. I just don't. No, I respect that I, that he's willing I th- to. Blow I think it he's up. like I'm a stone cold killer. Like if it's not working for me and I don't think this is gonna fit where I want it to be, family or not. Like I'm not afraid uh, to go and make a change. Well, the one and they've is, shown that throughout this entire organization, not just being a coordinator, I think players too. I will say this: uh, we'll put the hot seat directly on him, because right and Kyle Shanahan, because he's you, you get that close. Because mind you, the Niners have been in this contention spot for a long time, but they've been there. Doesn't matter. I, no, I'm, they've I'm trying, been there. No, I'm not comparing to the Cowboys. I know we're on a different level. There. But don't compare it to the Cowboys. Okay, okay. We're comparing it to Fair. a normal NFL team that been there. Chiefs. Other teams that have like been Chiefs there. That have like the Chiefs, it, right? Yeah. The Chiefs win. That's right. three Super they're, Bowls they're in five years. There, yeah. The Niners go back ten years ago. They were dominated going to NC Championship games and Super Bowl, right? They didn't win. They didn't accomplish it. They did it again. They Jim Harbaugh leaves. They flip it around, bring Kyle Shannon in, and now they go to all these you know NFC Championship Game Super Bowls. Now that's the second Super Bowl Shanahan has led them to yeah. in four years, and they've lost both times to the same team, different personnel. So you start to wonder if the hot seat's now on Kyle Shanahan. And I think it's fair to say that it could be because he's made he made questionable decisions with clock management and play calling in the on the offensive side in that game last mm-hmm. Sunday. He did it. He's not he's not scot free at all. I'm not saying that at now, all. What do, you, what do you feel about the 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 fact that the, none of the Niners players knew about the overtime rules? That's a big. Your head coach should be able to. Well, here's my thing: is that if we're not going to blame McCarthy for boob mistakes, then we can't. If you then you can't blame Kyle Shanahan because I've been on here saying that like your head coach should do this, this, and this for your players. You're like, oh, but that's on the players. You can't say that about Kyle if you're going to say that about about. Well, no, Matt no. McCarthy. My my point is, I'm everybody sure. should know. Right, the, and I the, agree. It should be on. It should the, be on the, the head coach. The Chiefs knew the Niners did. Sure, it should be on the head coach. However, if anybody's if anybody's out there saying that it's on the players, when I say Mike McCarthy is the reason for stuff like this or dumb mistakes or things you don't know, and you're like, no, that's on the players, then you cannot say that Kyle Shanahan. Who's protecting McCarthy on that end? No, there's been plenty of people that have said like, I, did we we that we had a conversation? No, I. But I'm I'm with McCarthy against McCarthy when he does dumb things like when he doesn't know what he's doing what i'm telling you is that there are people out there that think that it is all on the players and to some degree but if you're gonna do that then kyle shannon can't be responsible for that however well, i don't think that's how co- head coaching works i think the head coach same thing that i'm talking about with with well, Mike, not even the rules did you pick taking the ball and say we're gonna go first i don't know if that's kind of a gutsy call shouldn't you well you know i guess you kyle, know, 
Patrick Mahomes even looked at him like, what the fuck are you doing? If you feel like your offense is rolling, you feel like your offense is rolling, even if it's not. Yeah. But, you know, the, like when, back to the with the Green Bay game, I think Mike McCarthy's the reason like your head coach has to, it's the same thing. Your head coach has to get you up for the game. Like you have to go out there fired up first half and second half. And he didn't do that. Same thing with Kyle Shanahan. Your players, you got to make sure that everybody knows the rules. And let me tell you, if Joe Blow right here knows the rules from his TV, have you never heard that expression before? No, I just like the uh, Okay. That knows the rules before the TV even announces them on his little recliner. You should know when you're getting paid, uh, Bosa, 50 million, you know, all these guys, whoever, take your pick. Chase Young, Brock Purdy. Uh, one of those guys has got to know. I mean, like, it wasn't that hard to understand what was going on. But. I guess they didn't. I'm not quite. That's definitely not why they won or lost a Super Bowl at any point, I think. And they lost this one. That's not the reason why. However, it's just quite baffling that these guys are getting paid utmost of hundreds of million dollars and they can't they can't figure out the rules. Uh, other thoughts about the Super Bowl. How did you like the commercials? Good. You know, what's funny about like the trailer commercials for the movies is you can just you can tell how expensive things have gotten now yeah. because all the movies are being like. Here's a little snippet. Go watch the full thing on YouTube. Yeah, that's of course. Free. They don't that's want to pay the new, That's the new thing. Yeah, because it costs so much. I thought the trailers, I mean trailers, the commercials were good. Um, what was your favorite? My favorite, I'm glad I, I'm glad you asked me this. My favorite is one that did not air everywhere. What okay? was that? My favorite was one that I think only aired around the Los Angeles area. Maybe, more, maybe the West Coast, the entire West Coast. So we had talked about Vultures, right? Yeah, the, the Kanye The album. Kanye album. That dropped on Saturday. There was a slot that was open. Kanye bought the Super Bowl time slot for a commercial on Sunday. And what did the man do? His commercial, it's not a production or anything. It's literally him on his phone recording himself, recording himself saying, Hey, it's easy. We just spent all the money on the Super Bowl commercial, so we can't actually spend the money on the production. So here's what I wanted to tell you guys. I got some shoes on Yeezy.com. I'm gonna put the link at the bottom. Go to it. Thank y'all. And that was it. It was, and it went. And the dude's so smart. He knew what was gonna happen. He knew that everyone was gonna freak out over it. It went viral. It was awesome. That was my favorite commercial. The fact that you worship this man. I don't. I just understand. He's just a genius. He's not a, I've already told you he's not a genius. Remember when you said that Bach and Beethoven and Mozart weren't geniuses? They're not. What a, what a time they're, that was. They're, they're, what a time. they're just musicians. What a, what? All right, do you Says think, a guy that can't put two notes together, but okay. I can. <laughs> I told you. I was in choir. I, will, I, I, I agree. I will go. We can I go in there right ones. now and we can write it. You want to try to write a song? I, I got straight ones in solo on you solo did. contest. I'll give you credit. That, that's yeah. impressive. For Johnny Comes Marching Home. That's right. Yeah. Those three changed the course of music, but yeah. it's okay. We're, we're in the same Kanye part, did not change music, by the way. Kanye actually did change Name music. Name one thing that he innovated. Graduation changed music. How did, It's just good. It didn't change music. It does because it changes how the no, people... No, because are people, people rapping? Yo, have you ever seen... Are people rapping like well, him today? Is, no. Okay, that tells me that you don't know the underlining rules of oh, what's going okay, down in the music. Okay. Hashtag you don't know ball. I, so. hashtag, hashtag you don't know music. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, that uh, was my favorite commercial. Okay, was my I had two. That. I had two. Twisters was cool. I like the Dunkings commercial. Yeah, that's. In, did you buy the clothes? No, but my guy Ben Affleck, Batman. Uh, he he uh, comes in there, and I love Matt Damon's always in it, and then Tom Brady. We're all, and the fact that Matt J Lo was like, Brady can stay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a good that. one. 
Um, that was a winner. Uh, but my second favorite was the Uber Eats one. Now, it is kind of painful because we just lost Matthew Perry, but they had a Friends thing yeah. in there. And it seemed weird. I'm thinking this was shot way before. Definitely. Definitely. Because I doubt those two would do that yeah. post-morning because they're in morning right yeah. now. But the fact of the matter is, like, the whole ad was funny that and you, when you get Uber Eats, you forget something else in your life. And that, um, so Jennifer Anderson, David was like, Jen, she goes, we've worked together? He's like, yeah, 10 years on the <laughs> show. Oh, I don't know. And then he's like, oh, this fucking town and all that. And then the other people in there were hilarious, like, uh, they had Usher and then he was eating wings. And he's like, man, I wish I could do the Super Bowl halftime show. That's so good. And then um, the best part, the second, the, actually, after Jay, uh, Jennifer and David Schwimmer, it was, um, what's his name? Who's the fat guy? Jelly Roll. Uh-huh. He goes, who did all these doodles yeah. on my face? He was like, they look awful. And you could tell he's been reading the comments on Instagram and stuff like that. That was, that was, that was perfect. Those were my two favorite. I didn't really see any other ones that were great. Um I thought Usher killed it. Usher, the, probably one of the he, best halftime performances in a you while. You know what? You know it's one of the best. When everybody from my age, below me, to 50-year-olds here. Uh, well, some, I, uh, there are some older people that didn't Which one? On Twitter, I know some older oh, okay. P1s that were oh, really? just not into it. So for stuff. the most part, though, that's how you know you did a good job. Most people thought it was good, Yeah, which, is, which is hard to do. I think it was because here's the thing. Usher... You know, I don't listen to a lot of his new stuff, but regardless, his his old school hits still hit. Sure, they're they're party anthems, they're and that's what you there. need. And by the way, just the key to the Super Bowl people who picks yeah. the host, find people that have great hits that last generations. That those kind of people. Well, see, that's the thing with this new committee that they got. That's what Maroon Five did. You can thank them, is they blew everything up, and the the committee that was with the NFL was like. We can't keep doing this. Like, not that Maroon 5 doesn't have hits, but they're like, we got to find some entertainers, dudes that have, like, massive anthems, like, that you can dance to, and, like, yeah. people, like, get crunk to and stuff like that. Have you heard that word in a while? Yeah. Um, that's when Apple Music took over the committee, and that's when you started getting Rihanna, Usher, um, the conjoint LA one with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And could, when would you have ever seen that? Never. In the, right. And, like, I'm pretty sure over the next few years, you're going to see these other guys that are... That these newer kids, I mean, like that's the thing is like they they know how to get entertainers now. That's like you're not just watching a band up there, which is I get it. Like it's fun watching the Rolling Stones do their thing, and Prince is like the one outlier. And Michael, well, Michael Jackson dance, he's not he's solo. Prince the one outlier, but even then, like even though he's kind of in part of a band, he's playing an instrument. Like the dude gets down and around no, the stage right. and everything. No, he's course. not stationary. So even then. But yeah, what they're doing now with the committee and everything and finding these guys, this is the right move and it worked out. I but thought we also, already know we already know who's gonna be next year. Oh god. Tay Tay. No, she turns it down to No much. no no, listen. She's gonna do it now. Oh she's okay. now, she's, and it's Travis Kelsey's gonna propose on the fifty yard line. Or no, something? well not that part. But the the she's seen it now. Yeah. She's at first she's like, I don't know. But now she's oh, now, seen now it. Now she's seen a person, she's like, Yeah, yeah you know like, what? this is good. You know you what? Know, uh, I'm just saying. Like, could you imagine Tay Tay up there? It'd be cra- it would be bonkers, and that's why they've been trying to get her for like six or seven years now. You know, hers would be the most watched. It would be, and that's By why. By the way, that's exactly. Yep, yeah, that's well, why the Super Bowl is the most watched this year. Yeah, exactly. So you thank no, 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 time out. Not this year. Ever of all Ev- TV of all TV. Yeah. I've never thank seen her. that stat before. Yeah, that's this her. is bigger than the moon landing watchings. That's why. That's why they they love her because the NFL's not stupid. And by the way, she didn't even get that much screen time. Also, I will say this on this podcast. I told you this the other day. She was getting lit. 
She got lit Oh, no, she was. She, My she, lord, she was having fun. She, she, Throwing them back. She went to the after party with Marshmallow and the Chainsmokers. Was going crazy there. Did, and lost did Travis Kelsey and Taylor consummate that night? God, have mercy. No, she had to fly back. You don't, no, not that night. Okay. Sorry, Tokyo. I'm, no, but like, you, don't, you don't think she... They, apparently, there's a... No, but there is a... Uh, there's an outrage going on because Travis was apparently smoking um, next to her. And they're like, how could Taylor ever do this? Because Taylor getting that but dick. But she, she didn't. But it no, was just that she was around it. It's because like, she, she's getting that dick. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought Post Malone did unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. I thought Reba didn't fine. I thought Reba was good. I thought Reba was just. I thought he, I thought she was great. I mean, I don't think there's any problem with. This. I mean, it those was, are two I, bona fide stars. And overall, the game was fun, and I will say that for the most part. Well, the second half. The second half was awesome. The and first half was again, that's and that's. A, I like. I'll, I don't care about the game in general. I care about the finish. Yeah. What is going to get me? Perfect. Unless it's my team, I want right. a great finish. Perfect. Um. Well, that's all we're going to do for us today. What did I say? That's what's. You'll get there. That's all for today, folks. That's what the, this is what the uh, Madam Web script writer should write. They should, have bra- they should have brainstormed like this. They, they should have, like, stopped themselves and be like, they should ah, have. what did I just say? They should have. <laughs> Maybe there was something to that email I got. <laughs> um, well, Creighton, it's over. Another year. We are coming up to a year of you and I doing this. And I just, it's just It hasn't it's gotten any shorter. Sorry, everyone. It's okay. What are you talking about? Ours was pretty short today. I think it was two and a half hours like normal. Really? I think we started at eight. Oh man, we just we had a great time, didn't we? We, I mean, it's good. We talk like we like when we talk. It's like very informative. So you're yeah. not just getting BS stuff. You man. learned about me going to Afghanistan. You and got me to hear the whole plot of, of Madam Web without yeah, even part, having to go to yeah, it. that part. That part probably was that part. Yeah, we probably need to cut that in post. No, we're not gonna cut it because it's a one-time thing. We're gonna cut that in post. No, not the whole thing. We're gonna cut the whole thing in post. Don't do that. There will be no talking popping. No. Uh, anything we can look for? Oh well, Mass Beat, of course. If this weekend, Mavs if you're listening, um, turn on the ticket this weekend. Uh, if you're listening on a Saturday and Sunday, uh, we are tw- officially uh, nine days out from the fan event of Dune Two, and we are officially uh, fourteen two weeks out from the official drop of Dune Two. Okay, cool. Nobody cares. I got. I'm a um, Dune tracker. Also, we'll be at Ticket Stock, so if you want to see us next weekend, we'll be at Ticket Stock. We won't have an episode next week, no. but when we come back, we'll, we'll think of some fun anniversary special stuff that we could talk about because it is our one-year anniversary. And listen, the ticket got to 30. Why can't we get to 30? Yeah, we can talk about how Christopher Nolan wants to make a horror movie. Oh, I'm not good. The one thing you don't mess with. Your yeah. favorite, well, your, your, as long your as boy. Not, as long as not demons, oh, I'm good. I guarantee good. you it will be. If it's demon, I will have to probably like. Get out the pass on that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love you, Noli, but <laughs> that, that's a no-go, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. You can't protect me from the demon. Anyway, uh, I'm EA. That's Creighton. We love you. We'll see you next time. And bye. Bye.